Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. What's up, this your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. It's one of the strangest things that NFL teams and some NFL players do. It's very bizarre behavior, and we saw it play out on a national stage twice on Saturday. I'll tell you what that is coming up here in just a couple of minutes. Jonas Knox, Fox Sports Radio. You can always listen to the show on the iHeartRadio app. You can listen to the show on Sirius XM Channel 83. On every single one of our great Fox Sports Radio affiliates, no matter where you are, East Coast, West Coast, Midwest, wherever. We appreciate you being part of the program when we do it all live here from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios where 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Visit Geico.com for a free rate quote. So I was thinking about this because, and I don't know if anybody thinks, I I, kind of run stuff through my brain and just sort of take a step back and look at it, try and look at it from different angles. And like, You ever think about some of the stuff that motivates certain teams and certain players? And we'll keep this strictly in the NFL right now for for the time being because it's an NFL weekend. It's the best weekend in the NFL. So we'll keep it strictly in the NFL. And some of the stuff 
that motivates players and teams throughout the league, I'm fascinated by. Because I don't know if psychologically I would be motivated by these same things. Like, it would be hard for me to really give a crap about some of the stuff that, that, that revs the engine of certain players and certain teams around the NFL. And you saw it play out twice in the NFL in the first game in Philadelphia between the Eagles and the Falcons, and then you saw it play out later on in the nightcap between the Patriots and the Tennessee Titans. Like, motivation's a weird thing. Like, it's weird because it's inconsistent. Like, there are no consistencies to it. Some people are motivated by some things. Some people are motivated by the other things. You know, like, there's some people out there that are motivated by money and other people out there that aren't really motivated by money. They just want to be happy. Like, it's weird. It's never consistent. You know, it's like nerve points on a body. Or, like, pressure points on a body. Like, if you ever go to get a tattoo, people will tell you this, that there are certain places where if you get a tattoo, it's going to hurt. No matter where it is. I mean, whatever the person is. Like, you get a tattoo on your eyelid, probably going to hurt. You know what I mean? Like, you're probably going to feel that no matter who you are. But I noticed this because people told me I was getting a tattoo around my arm, and it was going to go all the way around... um, starting on the outside of my arm and all the way around to the in. And and somebody told me, they said, yeah, you're going to notice it really hurts on the inside of the arm because they had a similar tattoo. And I said, oh, okay. And so they start out, but they do it on the front of the arm near the bone, closer to the bone, and it hurt like hell. And the whole time I'm thinking to myself, my first tattoo, I'm like, man, if it hurts this bad here... I can't imagine what it's going to be like when you get on the inside of the arm where allegedly it's more sensitive. And a funny thing happened. Got to the inside of the arm, barely felt it. My nerve endings, like like what the nerves that were bothered when I was getting my tattoo were different from another person. It's just different that way. It's like a, like a fighter who gets knocked out. You ever seen a fighter get hit on the chin flush and he just wears it? Gets cracked straight on the chin and he wears it. And then all of a sudden, they take a glancing shot behind the ear, and they're on Dream Street. Have no idea where they are. Brock Lesnar won his first UFC title against Randy Couture on a glancing shot behind the ear. It wasn't a flush shot. It was a glancing shot behind the ear. Threw off his equilibrium. So it's weird. Like, certain pressure points on the body, you know, it's kind of like motivation. Like, it's different for everybody moves around a little bit. It's not the same all the way around. And it's why I think for teams and for athletes, some of the stuff they get worked up by, I'm fascinated by, because I don't know that I would think that way. (laughs) You know, like, it's, it's never all the same. Like, I don't know that I would think that way. Like, if you were really successful at your profession, whatever it is that you do for work, and it's your profession, it's your job, if you were really successful... And we're talking like historically successful. You know, like the best to ever do it. Would you really be motivated by the words of somebody on the outside who doesn't even know you? Doesn't have a damn thing to do with you. They're just commenting on you. Keep in mind, you're already successful. You're the best to do whatever it is that you do for work. 
would that really motivate you if somebody on the outside started questioning, not whether or not you were great, but just questioning how much longer you could be, like, would that really motivate you? Like, they don't even know you. Like, it probably wouldn't. But if you're Tom Brady and the Patriots, that really does. Like, that ESPN.com article, when all of that came out, and we were talking about it at length last weekend, the one thing I was thinking to myself, God, what if this turns out to be a good thing? Like, they'll never tell you that they were motivated by it. They'll never come out loud and say it. But Brady's one of those people and one of those athletes that just has this sick obsession with competition and motivation. And the littlest things motivate him. You remember when they went through his emails during Deflategate? Remember one of the emails they found, him talking to a buddy of his? And he made it a point to let his buddy know in an email, just between the two of them, that Peyton Manning is old news. It's my league. I'm taking, like, that's a guy who's as successful as you could possibly be, got more money in the world than, than anybody you know in your life, and still there's this constant battle. Like, it's an article from somebody that, that, that has, doesn't know Tom Brady, didn't speak to Tom Brady, has never probably even had a conversation with Tom Brady, and that motivated him. It's weird. I don't know if I'd be motivated by that. I don't know if you would. Like, if somebody wrote something about me and my performance here at Fox Sports Radio, like I see it every night on the, on the tweets. People write in stuff, insulting things. They make fun of me. They tell me I suck. I, I never have read one of those and thought to myself, well, I'll show you. <laughs> I just don't care. I just chalk it up as, hey, listen, it's not for everybody, and you're probably drunk. So what do you want me to do? Like, think about this. If, what if you were a multimillionaire? Okay, a multimillionaire. You had a great job. You had fame. You had success. And you had an opportunity to do something that only a few have ever done. Would you pay any attention to a bunch of people who can't do what you do? Seriously, would you pay any attention to that? Probably not. Guess who did? The Philadelphia Eagles. Like, they're a couple of steps away from being in a Super Bowl, which is the pinnacle of the sport. There are multimillionaires on that team. They have a great job. They've got the fame. They've had success all year long. And what motivated them? The fact that people who can't even come close to doing what it is that they do, let alone as good as they do, telling them that they were probably going to lose this game at home to the Atlanta Falcons. That actually motivated them. Like, that actually got them worked up. If you don't think I'm telling you the truth, I was on Fox Sports Radio earlier today, or on, on Saturday, right after the game had ended. Eagles beat the Falcons right after the game's over. Game goes final, and Eagles safety Rodney McLeod joined myself and Rob Parker here on Fox Sports Radio. And I asked Rodney McLeod, because I had an inkling that th- this was a big deal to them. It wouldn't be a big deal to me. If people b- bet an over-under on uh, you know how soon into the show I was going to make a mistake, 
I wouldn't I wouldn't see that and go Oh, well, screw them, man. I'm, I'm going to do a clean show just to show them F you guys. I wouldn't even think that way. But these guys are different. So Rodney McLeod hops on with Rob Parker and myself here on Fox Sports Radio on Saturday. And I ask Rodney McLeod, when did he first hear that people were predicting that not only would the Eagles struggle in this game, but they would lose as the number one seed and an underdog at home? I heard about it. Uh, I did an interview actually Sunday night after um, the last game, and uh, I, I told them, you know, straight up that, uh, well, we're here to make history. Um, you know, you have predictions, but only thing that matters is, is Saturday, and that's facts. And the fact of this game is we won. And so um, we had things around the whole building all week. Um, it's hard not to notice it, uh, whether you turn on the TV or, you know, uh, social media, um, seeing everything that people are saying. But um, we didn't allow that to distract us, man. We stayed focused and uh, came out today, um, obviously, with a chip on our shoulder and just went out there and played Eagles ball like we've been doing all year. So what did you guys have up around the building? Was there Did somebody uh, cut out newspaper clippings, or is that too old school? It was, did... a, big, like, it was a big board of, like, a uh, couple articles of, um, <laughs> you know, predictions and <laughs> things that go. they were saying about us. And it literally was everywhere around the building, like bathrooms, bathroom stalls, training rooms. <laughs> and over the right. urinal. Yeah, you got to do it in front of the urinal, well, too. Now, well, now you could use that as the, in the bathroom, that paper. Uh, you know, I mean... <laughs> But, yeah, but so what, it was hard to miss this week, man. It was definitely a point of emphasis. Think about that. That's a that's a t- a guy who's who's successful, really good at his job, uh, thinking about a Super Bowl. And what 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 gave them motivation? The Philadelphia Eagles. The fact that people were betting against them. Like you you if you're in, if you're at the Eagles facility this week, you just heard it from a guy in the locker room, a guy who played the game and played well on Saturday. If you were in the Eagles facility this week and you went to go uh, uh, take a dump in one of the stalls, there was a newspaper clipping or something right in front of you that said, "By the way, everybody's picking you to lose." <laughs> okay, well, where are the wet wipes? You know what I mean? Like 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 think about that. Like, if somebody criticized me on Twitter, you know what I wouldn't need to see to make me do a better show? I wouldn't need to stand over the urinal here at Fox Sports Radio and see a newspaper clipping or a clipping of the tweet that somebody sent to me. Like, neither would you at your job. But these guys are just different. It's like like motivation it comes in all shapes and forms. And in the NFL, especially this time of year, you wouldn't think that these guys needed any motivation. Like, you wouldn't think that that would factor in at all on this stage. Like, this stage is enough. And you've got one team in New England who used a seven-page article about their dysfunction to go put a beating on a Tennessee Titan team, and Tom Brady looking fantastic. And then you've got another team in Philadelphia who was so obsessed with that motivational factor that they had stuff printed up in the stalls as a reminder to the players before they took the field. Like it it is motivation's a weird thing. I it, it's not nor it's different for everybody and it's really different for NFL players. I I I really find it fascinating. Jonas Knox here Fox Sports Radio. 
Uh, coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. What does it mean when Geico says just 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance? It means you probably should have gone to Geico.com 15 minutes ago. 877-99 on Fox. The phone number 877-996-6369. And you can also get me on Twitter at the Jonas Knox. Uh, up next, there's uh, some kooky behavior. Kind of crazy talk amongst a lot of NFL fans. Find out if you are one of those fans next year on FSR. Jonas Knox here, Fox Sports Radio. Coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. So there is a sort of a kooky narrative to some things in the NFL that we've got to get to. Um, so I'll make sure to get to that here uh, coming up in just a couple of minutes because uh, I don't, I mean, there might be something to it. I'm willing to acknowledge that, but I just, I don't know. Seems a little far-fetched, uh, some of the conspiracy theories out there in the NFL. So we'll get to that here in a couple of minutes. Also, uh, bottom of the hour, uh, about eight minutes from now here on Fox Sports Radio, David Anderson, former NFL wide receiver, BFF of the show, will be with us. Always a fantastic interview uh, with David Anderson here on Fox Sports Radio. I do want to welcome in the crew quickly uh, that will be riding shotgun here with me until 6 a.m. Eastern time. Ladies and gentlemen, Iowa Sam. Yeah. I can go to your mama's and start a small fire in her panties. <laughs> yeah, gotta use that one. You got often. a new one. All right, good. Well, I used that's... that for Ralph a couple weeks ago, and, and and it was a hit. So I got to try it again. Well, listen, love me some black sheep. Uh, by the way, we have. Uh, and uh, I don't so know who's if, Ralph. I'm I, sorry, I don't know if I should go on the air with this, but uh, Ralph is Ralph got out of line, fired from the show. Oh, that's geez. the kind of power we wield. You're fired. By the wow. way, I'm gonna I'm that's gonna drink. Uh, this is my second show. Uh, in about uh, yeah, you're battling in tonight, about man. thirty minutes. So I'm going to take a sip of coffee on the air. So just start talking. Let me all take right. a sip. All right. Well, Ralph, uh, I'm sorry, man. I know you got you got alimony to pay and all kinds of stuff. And all <sighs> we can say is that uh, all right. All we can say is you're fired. Yeah. All right, sorry. Um, so Ralph is uh, so uh, rest in Ralph uh, is what we can say. Uh, Ralph is uh, no. Ralph's been uh, been working on some other shows, but have no fear. Because K-Fig is here, ladies and gentlemen. Your national update Kevin anchor, Figures. Double Duty, Kevin Figures. Throwing on my K, brother. I'm coming yeah. in to save. That's right. Who needs Ralph? Yeah. I got know, y'all covered. Let's start a, Let's start an anchor feud. Like, let, 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 oh, who, let's, does, yeah. who doesn't love anchor beef? I yeah, like it. Yeah, like, let's do, uh, let's do uh, Figures on Irvin. Like, like Kevin Figures on Ralph Irvin. Let's do a little uh, a little weekend overnight anchor feud. That Take a knee. My ass. Oh, butt out, Ralph. <laughs> yeah, come on, Ralph. Jeez. At least Kevin doesn't curse on the show, unlike Rob. Aloha, brother. Yeah. Well, Ho- sometimes I don't. Yeah, hopefully hopefully your Hawaiian is better than that, by the way. By the way, uh, maybe Hawaii got an interesting little wake-up call on. Oh, did they, right? Yeah. Yeah, a little bit. Nothing like uh, watching a college basketball game and seeing a scroll come across that says, uh, by the way, there's missiles coming at you. What? Yeah. <laughs> oh, and it's a false alarm. Oh, oh neat. I had two Even though it says this is not a false alarm, yeah. this is no, not yeah. a drill. Not a false yeah. alarm, tick shelter. I had two friends in Hawaii, and I'm seeing that on Facebook. I'm like, oh, North the, Korea. By the way, the best part Yeek. is uh, somebody sent a a video of of a basketball game. They were watching the Ole Miss basketball game when the scroll came across. And the first thing I thought about, and maybe I'm sick in the head, like the first thing I thought about wasn't, oh my god, missiles coming towards Hawaii. The first thing I thought about was. Who in Hawaii is watching the Ole Miss college basketball game? Yeah. That, or who, that, outside, that, who outside of Mississippi is watching that, yeah, Ole Miss basketball right that now? That guy's a degenerate. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> like that is somebody who desperately needs Hawaii football back so they can really chase some dreams. 
Um, but, uh, but you know, everything is safe, so we're good with that. And Mike Mayer, by the way, is your executive producer here at Fox Sports Radio. A great block by Mike Mayer, the number whole, 60. The whole crew is here. Uh, Mayer, you're fired up for another show. Oh, absolutely. Yay. Um, Listen, Mike Mayer uh, has two M's. So, so you hear Mike, you hear Mayer, you go two M's. Like who Michael! else? Who else Michael! has got double M's in their name? And then you think to yourself, "Oh, Mike Malarkey." And Mike Malarkey had some interesting comments uh, regarding the officiating in the game against the New England Patriots. Here was Titans head coach Mike Malarkey afterwards. No, at that by that point, I I was I got tired of the explanations I was getting. So, no, I did not. Oh, there was more than that one. I mean, there was many, um, many, many things that changed that. Um, but obviously, they went down, scored a touchdown, and so I'd say it was pretty big. So he's referring to the penalty where New England had the ball fourth and five from about their own fourteen-yard line, first half, and New England lining up for a punt looks like they jump. They go a false start. And because of that, because of the false start to where the long snapper bobbed his head and then the, the guard to the left on the line moved, moved as well too, it drew the Titans into the neutral zone. Everybody anticipated it was going to be 4th and 10 New England. Like, everybody just anticipated, oh, it's going to be 4th and 10, and then you pin him further back, and then, you know, every yard counts in the AFC playoffs. Instead, the officials ruled that Tennessee was in the neutral zone. (laughs) So the Patriots got a first down, the drive continued, they went down, they scored, the game was over. But then it, it, it became, you know, there was a face mask that was blatantly missed, there was... And so it just goes back to this whole officiating thing, and I, I want to spend a little bit more time on this later in the show at some point because I got to be honest with you, I, it's to the point now to where I, this whole you can review certain things or challenge certain things, but then other things aren't reviewable, and then this, and you pick and shoot. Like Bill Belichick said this a couple of years ago, and I'm totally in on it. Either everything should be reviewable or nothing at all. Honest to God at this point. And I'm at, the, I'm at the stage to where if I'm the NFL, you know what I do? I give each coach five challenges a game. Or if you want to go four, that's fine. And you let them decide what they want to challenge. If they feel like their DN got held on a play, you throw the flag. If you feel like there was pass interference on a play, you throw the flag. If you feel like there was a false start on another play, you throw the flag. You've got five of those to use at your disposal throughout the course of the game. Enough with this. Let's go to the tablet. Let's see which one's reviewable and which one isn't. If it's under two minutes, it's got to be an upstairs thing. No. Let the coaches decide if they're the ones that are really going to be hurt or if they're going to benefit the most from these calls and what the decisions are. At least let them decide their own fate because I'm tired of this. Well, this isn't reviewable and this is because maybe Mike Malarkey looking at that would say, Hey, I'd like to use my challenge. I want to pin him further back. I don't want the first down here. I believe that they jumped first and who knows, maybe that changes how that first half sort of winds down. But I just, this whole, you can challenge this. You can't, can't challenge that. Like this whole back and forth. I don't think does anybody any good. I'm at the point now 
Give a coach four or five challenges. Let them decide what gets reviewed, and we go from there. Jonas Knox, Fox Sports Radio, coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. Coming up next, a former NFL wide receiver, a fantastic guest, and a can't miss. David Anderson is going to be with us here. Always good stuff with Dave. And I'm going to ask him whether or not he played against the Patriots a lot. I'm going to ask him whether or not the fix is in with the New England Patriots. He's always honest, so we'll get his answer uh, next year on Fox Sports Radio. But from all ways from around the world of sports, Kevin Figures. It is the NFL, it as a is. matter of fact. How about, they, how about Sam working the board with his feet tonight? Good, that is, uh, good stuff, Sammy. <laughs> that was just a misfire. Like, oh I like that, that missile. I like that missile Jeez. There. Jeez. Jonas brought up our friend David Anderson. He actually played for the uh, for the Houston Texans, who played the Tennessee Titans a couple of times a year. Uh, the Patriots dominated those Titans in the NFL Divisional Playoff round on Saturday night. 35-14 to was the final score. Tom Brady, 35-53 of for 337 yards and three touchdowns. He becomes the oldest quarterback ever to win a postseason game. New England actually scored 35 unanswered points after falling behind 7-0 late in the first quarter. The New England defense stepped up big time. They sacked Marcus Mariota eight times in the game. That is a Patriots playoff record. They will host the AFC Championship game next Sunday around 3.05 Eastern from Boston. Earlier in the day, the Eagles beat the Falcons 15-10. to in Philadelphia, Julio Jones failed to make the game-winning catch on fourth and goal with about a minute remaining in the game, though he did have nine catches for 101 yards in the in the contest. Nick Foles, 23 of 30, 246 yards passing for Philadelphia, did not turn the ball over. Philly did hold Atlanta to just 281 yards of total offense as Jake Elliott made three field goals for Philadelphia. LeGarrette Blunt with a touchdown run. Online car shopping can be confusing, not anymore with True Price from True Car. Now you can know the exact price you'll pay for your next car, so visit True Car to enjoy a more confident car buying experience. In the NBA, the Warriors scored 81 points in the first half. They nearly blew a 27-point lead, but did hold on to beat the Raptors 127-125 to as Steph Curry scored 25 points in his return to the lineup after missing the last two games with an ankle injury. Klay Thompson with 26 points. Kevin Durant chipped in 25. DeMar DeRozan with 42 points for Toronto in the loss, just their third home loss of the season. The Spurs got Kawhi Leonard back in the lineup after he missed three games with a shoulder injury. They win their 14th straight at home with a 112-80 victory over Denver. The Wizards get 23 points and 16 assists from John Wall in an overtime victory over the New Jersey Nets. The, the Brooklyn Nets, excuse me. Thunder with a 101-91 victory over the Hornets. And college basketball freshman sensation Trey Young with 43 points as ninth-ranked Oklahoma got a 102-97 victory over 16th-ranked TCU in overtime. Jonas? Thanks, Kev. Jonas Knox here, Fox Sports Radio, coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. It's easy to save 15% or more on car insurance with Geico. Go to geico.com or call 800-947-AUTO. The only hard part, figuring out which way is easier. David Anderson, former NFL wide receiver, the BFF of this show here on Fox Sports Radio, kind enough to join us at this god-awful hour. Well, I mean, for some people. I mean, we like it. We're used to this. We are conditioned for this. But David Anderson is with us now here on Fox Sports Radio. Dave, I want to get straight to the conversation we were just having about the New England Patriots. You played a lot against the New England Patriots. You played majority of your career in the AFC. Do you feel, as somebody who played that team a lot, do you feel like the Patriots get the benefit of the doubt on a lot of calls from the officials? Yes. Yes. It's not all the calls. It's just that it's, it seems to be all the timely calls. It, 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 and I, I understand it. You know, it's kind of like Jordan used to get all the foul calls. LeBron gets the benefit of the doubt of the foul calls. 
but it's almost like every rule is made for the Patriots just to just to just to skate right on the edge there, and, and it seems like they get away with it every time. Or or when it's uh, it's just every rule favors them somehow. I don't know what it is. They've all sold their souls to the Boston Devil. Okay, but now do you guys when you're talking to other players, you guys actually get together and discuss this stuff because that kind of seems like voodoo, unsolved mysteries, uh, crop circle type mentality. Like it, it's it's a little it's a little weird that you would think that they just get all the calls. I do agree that there are some calls where I go, oh, it's a little weird why they would favor them there, but I I, I mean. How much of it is just that they're smarter than everybody else? It's a, that has to do with a little bit. The first, uh, and I appreciate this, the first thing Bill Belichick does every year is he goes through all the new rules and he goes through all the rules of playing football. Rule number one, know the rules. And uh, they, they do a good job of uh, going through all, all the scenarios and football that have changed, uh, the way the players are going to have to adapt and adopt, and, um, uh, and, and, and they do a good job of that. I mean, you never see... A Patriots player reaching out, uh, you know, for a pylon with the ball in one hand. It's always two hands. They really teach and stress the little things that went into and lose uh, teams' games every week. Uh, they just, they just, they're not going to be one of those teams. Uh, David Anderson, former NFL wide receiver, uh, BFF of the show with us here on Fox Sports Radio. Jonas Knox here on FSR. So the Patriots now advance to another AFC championship game, another AFC championship game at home. They'll face the winner of Jacksonville and Pittsburgh. Which of those two teams do you think poses the biggest threat to new England? I don't think they want to see Pittsburgh healthy Antonio Brown. I mean, everyone can say they basically lost that game last time. It's not for a favorable rule that, that, uh, that new England happened to take um, uh, advantage of, but I mean, Jacksonville's not easy uh, a walk in the park either with the defense that they have. But I think um, top to bottom, uh, Pittsburgh's a, a better football team than Jacksonville. Um, but you never know once you get into the playoffs. But I would say if, if I were um, New England, I'd be uh, less excited to see Pittsburgh and Jacksonville. Uh, David Anderson, former NFL wide receiver, BFF of the show here on Fox Sports Radio. Uh, Jonas Knox with the year on FSR. So the other game, the NFC uh, game for the divisional round, was Atlanta going into Philadelphia, favored to beat a backup quarterback in Nick Foles. And I loved Philadelphia going into that game to win that game, and they ended up winning it with obviously a, a play call towards the end that was very predictable, and we'll get to that in a minute. But... Philadelphia wins that game, and I said, man, this is an angry fan base. The team is going to be pissed off. When You've played in a lot have of stadiums. Have you been to Philadelphia? Have no, you been to Philadelphia? I, I have not, and that's what I want to ask you, because you've you played in a lot of different stadiums. Does it feel angrier at that place? Is home field that much? Philadelphia and Oakland. Philadelphia and Oakland are the two roughest places to play. They're, they're, they, they do not pull any punches when it comes to talking about you on the football field. Your girlfriend, your mother, <laughs> yeah. your dog, your, what school you went to, your height, your weight, the way you wear your, your shoe, they don't care. They are all over you. They'll let you, they'll let you have it. And what's really funny is when, I was, when we played Philly, I was getting yelled at by the guys standing on the sidelines that paid extra money to watch the team warm up. I'm like, what are you, who are you? You're supposed to be like, you're not supposed wait. to be the riffraff leaning over the edge with 19 beers deep. Oh, wait, they, they didn't care. Those guys are crazy. This was during warmups? Yeah, during warmups, they typically rope off the sidelines and they let a bunch of fans, you know, on the sidelines, a bunch of home fans. And every now, and normally they only stay on their home side, but sometimes there's too many fans to get on there, so they're on the visitor side. 
and there was probably like three people deep. There's probably 40 people and some guy in, in grungy work boots was trying to give me the business. I, I, I sent <laughs> some stuff back to him, but he was, he, he had about 200 words into my six. Oh, that's outstanding. Yeah, because it just, it felt like to me, like, that was a that was a scenario in which I really liked Philadelphia. Just the angry mentality, I think, fit for the week. Them being in the underdog, the number one seed, and now they get another home game. If you're the Philadelphia Eagles, um, New Orleans and Minnesota, which of those two would you rather face? Ooh, that's a good question. I think you go. I mean, I think I go Minnesota just because I think you can rattle a young quarterback and uh, get them off their game a little easier than you were ever in New Orleans. Let's not forget Philadelphia won that won a playoff game without arguably, probably, maybe the NFL MVP if Carson Wentz finishes out the season like he was like he was going. Um, they, you know, their the running back situation is awkward. Um, they lost their Pro Bowl left tackle, and they they have and you're missing a guy or two on defense. Um, and they're still balling. So that, that's, I mean, you say the Minnesota's top to bottom, one of the best rosters in the NFL, but so is Philadelphia. Philadelphia's got a great squad. Uh, the final play, we're catching up with David Anderson, former NFL wide receiver with us here on Fox Sports Radio. Final play on offense for the Atlanta Falcons. We're hearing afterwards. Right, right options. Yeah. So boring. And, and, that, that's, and that's been a, an old school West Coast offense play for years and years and years. And that was the decision made by Steve Sarkeesian in the offense in that moment. So now you've got defensive players afterwards saying, yeah, that we recognize that play right off the bat. So... Have you ever been in a situation where you're in the huddle and a play gets called at a critical moment and you can tell immediately by the way the defenders are reacting or maybe they're even calling it out out loud oh, yeah. that they know exactly what we're running? The worst one in my entire career was my rookie year. The week before, I had a great block against Dwight Freeney against the Indianapolis Colts where he didn't see it coming. And I blasted him down the line of scrimmage, got him completely out of the way, and we ran for like 19 yards. David Anderson, tiny little receiver, yeah. blasting Dwight Freeney, right? A little ball of next hate. Week we're playing, next week we're playing the Oakland Raiders. We line up, we, we, we get into the formation a different way. We motion to it. But as soon as I stop, I don't know if it was, it wasn't Richard Seymour, but it was one out of those, those gigantic bastards that they had on their defense. I'm just... <laughs> Huge dude. Was it Tommy Kelly? He was playing DN. Tommy decides Kelly? He's not gonna, yeah, I think mean, it was Kelly. He decides he's not playing DN anymore. He's going to line up on the slot. <laughs> and he lines up right ahead of me and he starts. So, what teams call it different things, but it's basically called the truck series. Um, and he yells, starts yelling out, truck, 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 which is the exact play. <laughs> and I'm supposed to crack crack down on him when he's not watching. But now he's standing directly oh. over me and he's yelling out the play. And I'm like, we need to. And he changed his play, and David Carr looks at me, and he just just goes through his cadence. I'm like, this is going to be a disaster. And Andre Johnson <laughs> starts laughing. He's supposed to, Andre's supposed to loop behind me and go block the corner, but Andre's laughing so hard. They, they say, hike. Kelly grabs me and throws me into the backfield. I, I land on my back. Dwight, uh, Ron Bain has to jump over me, and, and uh, the whole time Andre Johnson is laughing, running around, just getting out of the way. So, yeah, I've had many. <laughs> that's that's funny. That one of many times when uh, the play gets called out. The only time during a run play. It's pretty disheartening on a pass play. I can only imagine on a pass play that can win the game on fourth down, the defense is basically calling out sprint right, sprint right. You're you're as frustrated as you get as an offense. Oh, that's outstanding, David Anderson, former NFL wide receiver, BFF of the show here on Fox Sports Radio. Dave, let me 
let me ask you this: the officiating. Like what? At at, at a certain point, if they're reviewing, Can you explain to me why the replays take so long. Okay, well we here's see them on TV. Yeah, here's here's the other thing too. Like, what's with this? Only certain things are reviewable, but other things aren't. You can review this. You can review like like I don't know, and I haven't thought this all the way through. But this came to me at some point during the Patriots game. Like, wouldn't wouldn't it make more sense to give coaches the ability to review? whatever the hell they want, and that were the, those were the reviews. Not this, we go to the booth under two minutes, we do this under two minutes. You give coaches five challenges during a game, they can choose them if they use to choose them on whatever the hell they want to choose them, and if you're Tennessee, maybe you challenge the fact that you were charged with a neutral zone infraction when clearly New England jumped off sides in, on fourth down in a punt yeah. formation in the first half. Like, wouldn't that make more yeah. sense? Yeah, like, hey, let's look at the center as he bobs his head up. Yes, and completely illegal. What is that? Like, um, that's one of those things you're talking about. New England gets all the breaks, but to to get to your first point, I think they need to refix. They need to fix the whole review process. the The fact that I can watch on TV and I should I could text the ref the answer f- ten times faster than what they're doing right now is a joke. Like it's a joke. Like you, like that one last week with the with the Los Angeles when the punt hit hit the guy, and it took him nine minutes to review it. There's two or three this week, like the Dion Lewis play that didn't take that long, but that should take thirty. He, you don't even, he doesn't even need to walk over to the thing. That the answer should be there if they want to do the whole ritual. So Microsoft Surface gets their gets their you know their FaceTime in there. That's great, but it should walk over there and on the screen it should say down at the 19-yard line. Like, it should just give him the answer. Why does he have to look it over? I don't understand that. As far as what they can review, I think coaches um, n- need to speak up at, like, those competition committees and be like, hey, we, if we can articulate the issue we have with the call, we should be able to review it. Uh, like, Dave- I, I think just, like, just like the plays that they can and can't, yeah, I, I agree with you. They're, they're awkward sometimes. Uh, David Anderson, former NFL wide receiver. You are going to be a part of NFL.com's coverage coming up later on today. Tell everybody where they can go to see the beauty, the wonder that is David Anderson. I'll be on the couch starting at uh, 3 p.m. Pacific time watching the uh, the second half of that second game on NFL.com. Just go down to Game View, click on that thing on the bottom of your phone, put it on when you're uh, hanging out with friends. If you're watching the game, um, you don't have to watch. You don't have to watch it because it's uh, a 10 second delay. Uh, I don't know some weird league rules. But if you're not watching the game, if you guys are, if the, all for all you cooks out there, it's a great way you can just hang out with us. Me and Will Blackman will be breaking down some plays, talking football, and uh, describing what's going on in the field for you. So My man, check it out. I'll be tuning in. David Anderson, former NFL wide receiver, BFF of the show. Get him on Twitter at David Anderson eighty nine. My brother, thanks so much. Appreciate it. Absolutely, man. Have a good one. Jonas Knox, Fox Sports Radio, coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. Up next, the NFL is creating some really bad habits. All right, I'm going to be honest about mine. Will you be honest about yours? That's next on FSR. Jonas Knox here, Fox Sports Radio. Coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. So I think the NFL's created a bad habit. And I'm going to acknowledge it. I'm at least going to point out my bad habit that the NFL has created. And I don't know if, it, if if you guys are going to be able to do the same thing. But, and I'll, I'll just put it this way. I remember years and years ago, all right, I had this dog, right, big bull mastiff. I had my best friend in the world. And he's like 180 pounds. 
and just the coolest, most relaxed, just kick back. When he when he gets angry, when when you would piss him off, he'd let you know. But other than that, just a, a giant teddy bear. Love to just lay around. Uh, like what the greatest guy? His name was Hog because he was just huge, hundred and eighty pound bull mastiff. My my best friend in the world, and he was always just so relaxed. And then I can remember my sister brought her dogs over, and they started staying there quite often, and they were there quite often. And these dogs pretty much sucked; just weren't really all that smart kind of morons and um and i don't know if they were taking whatever she had in her in her drawers which was something illegal i'm sure but that's a whole other family that's another family discussion altogether for probably off the air but i remember this one time like these fire trucks went down a street nearby us and her two moron dogs started howling at the top of their lungs and I'm thinking to myself, like, what are they doing? Like, this is so weird. You know, my dog doesn't do this. It's very weird. And so because they kept coming over more often, the hospital wasn't that far from my parents' house. And so, uh, you know, every time an ambulance went by, a fire truck to go take somebody to the hospital, her two dogs would start howling. Like three, four weeks into it, next thing you know, ambulance goes flying down the street. Those dogs start howling. And so does my dog. I'm like, hold on a second. You're not going to act like an idiot just because they're acting like idiots. I couldn't stop him. Even when they weren't there, for the longest time, I couldn't break that habit. He just started howling at the top of his lungs. I now feel like him because the NFL has created a bad habit for me. Because now when I see a guy make a catch and he goes to the ground, (laughs) like... I now, even though I acknowledge that it's not the right call and that that should be a catch and that I've always been conditioned to the understanding that that was a catch all throughout my lifetime growing up because the NFL is now the howling dogs of sports, they've now created a bad habit to where I don't believe anything's a catch anymore. I now am an official. Like Julio Jones, that last play in the Falcons game where he went to the ground, I thought that wasn't a catch. Like, I just assumed that wasn't a catch. The Muhammad Sanu play or earlier on in, in the drive in the fourth quarter, I knew that wasn't a catch. Back in the day, I would have said, man, they really screwed that guy over. I'm with the fans here. I'm with media. Nobody knows what a, what a catch is. They have conditioned my brain to be dumber than I already am. And I'm pissed off about it. And you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to keep watching because I'm the NFL's doormat. It's the way it's got to be. So we are going to attempt to come up with a solution. I have a little bit of an idea. I have not worked the whole thing out, so you're going to have to bear with me. But I think we could fix an issue in the NFL. And I think we can do it together. I'll explain here coming up in just a couple of minutes. It's Jonas Knox here, Fox Sports Radio. You can uh, listen to the show on the iHeartRadio app, Sirius XM Channel 83, and wherever you are right now taking part in the program, we appreciate you spending a few minutes with us here on Fox Sports Radio. We do it all live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios, where 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Visit Geico.com for a free rate quote. So um, two of the eight teams are into the conference championship games. 
you had the Philadelphia Eagles beating the Atlanta Falcons at home. Uh, they will advance. They will host the NFC Championship game next weekend. And then the New England Patriots are going to host the AFC Championship game. What a shock, because uh, they haven't done that seven straight years. The uh, New England Patriots are going to be hosting the AFC Championship game next week as well. And so now it's just a matter of, okay, so who are they going to play? And, you know, there's there's plenty of time to preview and discuss potential matchups and all of that stuff throughout the course of the show. But I think that I might have come up with a, a solution for a major problem in the NFL. Right? I think, I think that I'm on to something here. Now, this will be stolen by somebody either at this network or somebody at another network, and they're going to try and take credit for this idea. And if somebody else came up with this idea before I did, I, I can assure you I do not steal things. So I just did not hear anybody make this point. All right, But the big topic of conversation was how the New England Patriots seem to benefit from the call. You know, like, like the Patriots just seem to always benefit from the call. And so I was on the air with Rob Parker here at Fox Sports Radio while the Patriots and Titans were playing that game on Saturday night. And so while we're watching the game, I see that people on Twitter and social media are outraged by something that happened. Now, I just assumed that it was because they were listening to the game and they realized, wow, this Tony Romo guy, he, um, God, what's that word? Oh, he stinks. He's a bad broadcaster. Maybe that's what it was. And then I kept reading through some of the tweets and I kept reading through because we've got the the game on mute here because we're professional broadcasters. We don't want televisions leaking into the background here. We don't we don't operate that way here at Fox Sports Radio, which is code for uh, these TVs don't work anyways. True story. I tried to turn the volume up earlier and I almost got tased. So. So. I'm sort of flipping through Twitter, and I'm seeing some of the reactions. So I I go on to Google, right? Like this is how this is how far we've advanced as at, with our NFL coverage, right? So I go on to Google.com, and I type in Patriots refs. Enter, and the first thing that comes up was like. 11 minutes ago, Patriots benefit from a call, and the Patriots get another gift. And the pa- So I click the first link, and it opens up. And they show the controversial fourth and five in which the Patriots are getting ready to punt deep in their own territory. The Patriots long snapper bobs his head. The guy to his left on the line for New England jumps in a false start. And Tennessee encroaches on that false start. And what do they call it? Instead of it being 4th and 10 and New England's got a punt from inside their own 10, it's now 1st down New England, uh, neutral zone infraction for the Tennessee Titans. And I'm looking at that going, yeah, people kind of have a point here. And then you see another highlight of, well, the New England Patriots, uh, there was a face mask on a fourth and one, the decision by Tennessee to go for it on fourth and one, so they'd send Derrick Henry to the left side of the line, and uh, Kyle Van Noy of the Patriots clearly grabs the face mask of Derrick Henry. So those are two situations, two incidents, where you look at it and you go, man, that's kind of a brutal brutal couple of plays for the Tennessee Titans. And then you start to wonder, all right, 
Is it true? Is there really a biased? Uh, is there a bias in the NFL? Are officials really giving the Patriots the benefit of the doubt? Now, I'm not one of these crop circle believers. Um, I don't. Uh, I don't really believe in Bigfoot. Like my philosophy and my, I have a theory on Bigfoot. Here's what I think happened. I think that when people go up into the mountains, that they start to experiment with some stuff. And by experiment, I'm talking, hey, what would happen if we crushed a fifth of Jack Daniels and ate four pounds of shrooms? What do you think would happen? I don't know. You got to have trucks. I don't know. Let's try it out. And so they do it. And next thing you know, their buddy walks by and he's wearing a fur coat and they assume that he's a giant ape sized human being who's got feet the size of four by fours. Like that's what that's what I believe in. Okay, but maybe you're into Bigfoot. Maybe you believe in aliens. Maybe you believe in crop circles. If that's if that's your thing, go for it. I don't believe in any of that in the NFL. I don't believe that there's a conspiracy. But it is kind of interesting when you see some of these calls go the way of the Patriots. So then it becomes, all right, if teams are perceiving, if you believe the teams are getting the benefit of the call and say the Patriots are, how can you remedy this situation? So then the conversations become, what do you do about the review process, right? So David Anderson, former NFL wide receiver, was on the show last hour, and I was talking to Dave about sort of the review process and and how do you what do you go about to 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 fix it and here were his thoughts on the review process because i think i have found a solution let's hear from david anderson first i think they need to refix they need to fix the whole review process the the fact that i can watch on tv and i should i could text the ref the answer 10 times faster than what they're doing right now is a joke like it's a joke. Like you, like that one last week with the with the Los Angeles when the punt hit hit the guy, and it took him nine minutes to review it. There's two or three this week, like the Dion Lewis play that didn't take that long, but that should take thirty. He, you don't even, he doesn't even need to walk over to the thing. That the answer should be there if they want to do the whole ritual. So Microsoft Surface gets their gets their you know their FaceTime in there. That's great, but it should walk over there and on the screen it should say down at the 19-yard line. Like, it should just give him the answer. Why does he have to look it over? I don't understand that. As far as what they can review, I think coaches um, need to speak up at, like, those competition committees and be like, hey, if we can articulate the issue we have with the call, we should be able to review it. So here's the situation that I look at when when this whole review process. Because, listen, instant replay is here. You can review certain things. It's just here to stay. That's the way it's got to be. Bill Belichick said this a couple of years ago. And so when Dave talks about coaches need to speak up, one of the guys that speaks up, whether you like it or not, is Bill Belichick. And Belichick said a couple of years ago, everything should be reviewable in the NFL. The idea that situations and clock determine what you can review and what you can't review is is crazy to me. <laughs> like it's just crazy. Like that would could you imagine getting pulled over and you get a speeding ticket? And you want to challenge it in court, but the court tells you, yeah, sorry, that's not a reviewable ticket. Yeah, sorry about that. Okay, well, what about the guy who got got busted for parking um, in a 20-minute wait, and they came out and gave him a parking ticket because he was there for 22 minutes? Oh, yeah, well, that's fine. That's a reviewable ticket. 
well, wait a second. I mean, I, like I, I got busted. A guy said I was going 75 and a 65, and I've got actual evidence that I was going 68. Yeah, sorry, not reviewable. Like, it doesn't make sense. You know what I mean? Like it, like, it doesn't make sense. And so the NFL has these rules to where they say, all right, certain things can be reviewed, certain things can't. Belichick said a couple of years ago, why can't we review everything? The counter to that is, it'll take too much time. It's going to take way too much time. Nobody wants to spend four hours watching an NFL game. First of all, speak for yourself. Secondly, okay, let's have that discussion. I think I've come up with a solution. Now, I have not worked through all of this, all right, so bear with me, but I think that I've come up with an idea on how you can sort of meet in the middle of this whole, of this whole issue. So on one side of the issue, that the issue that I have is I think you should be able to review everything no matter what the situation is or what the call is. I think you should be able to review everything. On the opposite end of the spectrum are the people that say, no, it'll take too long. So how can we meet in the middle? Here's how we meet in the middle. It's no longer a, well, it's got to be reviewed upstairs in under two minutes, and only this can be reviewed and only that can be reviewed. Everything is reviewable. But to alleviate the issues that some of you would have with the amount of time it would take for the review and the amount of time that Dave just mentioned in talking about the review, here's my solution. You give coaches five chances to review anything during a game. So five challenge flags, okay? With those five, during the course of a game, they can review anything they want. If they believe there's been a hold, they can review it. If they believe there's been a pass interference call, they can review it. If they believe, if Mike Malarkey believes that the Patriots jumped and it was a false start on that punt on fourth and five, they can review that. If they believe that there was a face mask, you can review that. Like You can literally review anything you want, but you only get five of those a game. So now, instead of worrying about reviewing everything, you're giving coaches the ability to review everything, but they've got to be smart about when they use those. To me, that, that would solve it. Because the idea is, who gets punished when something is reviewed or something's not reviewed? Who gets punished? Okay, those teams. So if that's the case, why wouldn't you let the people with the most on the line have a little bit more power in determining what they want to review. Somebody tweeted into me and said, well, what about timeouts? If they lose a review, what do you do about their timeouts? This is five per game. All right. Now, again, I've got to, you know, really work through this. Like this just came to my head earlier in the day. So I haven't had a chance to go through all of it, but if it means that, all right, they're out of timeouts, they've used another, another challenge. uh, They're out of challenges. They didn't win this one. How do you punish them? I mean, you could run ten seconds off the clock. Uh, you could give the other team an you know a first uh, an automatic first down. You could uh, you could uh, penalize the team uh, ten more yards. I mean, like there's there's ways around it. But the idea is enough with this. You can only review what we tell you. You can review. It doesn't make sense, man. If you've got a receiver going down the field and you feel like there was offensive pass interference. And that guy made a catch for pushing off and there was nothing called. You should have the ability to review that. Here's another one you should be able to review. If a guy runs down the middle of the field, he's running down the seam, quarterback throws the ball up like Nick Foles did. By the way, Nick Foles opens the game throwing a ball that looked like it had been shot by a sniper in midair. 
one of the worst throws I've ever seen. But Nick Foles gets bailed out because they call pass interference. So here's here's the remedy to that situation. What if Dan Quinn and the Falcons say, we disagree, we don't believe that that was pass interference. We'd like to use our challenge now. And the officials go back and they look and they go, you know what, you're right. That contact, we don't deem that that contact deserved pass interference. Let's bring it all the way back. Like, five of those and give these these coaches an opportunity to dictate their own fate during the course of the game. I think it alleviates the time issue that you believe. Uh, it, it would be an issue with being able to review everything, and I think it opens up the opportunity to correct mistakes that are made and actually get it right. Because as it stands right now, it doesn't make a whole hell of a lot of sense. And if we're not going to, if these coaches are going to be complaining about what you can challenge and what you can't challenge, at least give them the ability to to determine what it is that they want to have looked at. I, I just, to me. And, and I don't, you know, I don't have a dog in the fight. I mean, this is sort of a, a little bit of a biased opinion, but I think that that's the most wonderful idea ever thought of in NFL history. Got to be honest. I got to be honest. Like, let's go to uh, somebody who doesn't uh, have any any stake in this, Marshawn Lynch. Marshawn Lynch, who is live with us here in studio, uh, clearly not playing in a playoff game. Marshawn Lynch, uh, would you agree with me? that that is the most wonderful invention and idea ever brought to an NFL conversation. Yeah. I'm sold. You hear that? You hear that, Raj? Mr. Goodell? You hear that? Yeah. Solving problems here on weekend overnights. All right. Uh, Jonas Knox here, Fox Sports Radio, coming yeah. live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios, 877-99 on Fox, the phone number 877-996-6369. You can get me on Twitter at the Jonas Knox. Up next, um, sort of an interesting situation in the NFL, okay, because believe it or not, believe it or not, you are going to be taken inside the restroom of an NFL locker room. Right, like I know that sounds creepy and a little bit weird, but trust me, it is worth your time. You will be taken inside the restroom of an NFL locker room. You will not believe what one playoff team does to get motivated. That's next year on Fox Sports Radio. Yeah. Jonas Knox, Fox Sports Radio, coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. Um, We are getting a little bit of feedback on my idea. I think that each... Coach should be given five challenges for a game, and you can use those challenges on everything. Everything should be up for review. No longer is it under two minutes. It goes to the to the the people upstairs. Leave it on the coaches to determine what they want to challenge. If it's a, a pass interference, if you were called for a pass interference and you don't believe it was one, you can challenge anything. But you only get five a game, right? So you've got to really pick and choose. When, when you de- determine how to use those. I think it solves two issues here. I think it, it solves the issue of only being allowed to challenge certain things or let certain things be reviewable. Now you eliminate that and everything is reviewable. And then it also solves the issue of time. For those of you that are wondering whether or not it's going to take too much time, if you only give them a certain amount for an entire game, you don't have to worry about the time issue anymore. All right, there's only they can only they've got to be smart about when they use those. So we are getting some feedback on that. Uh, you can continue uh, to either rip me or agree with me uh, at the Jonas Knox on Twitter. That is at the Jonas Knox on Twitter. Um, coming up in five minutes from now, five six minutes from now here on Fox Sports Radio, we will play pro wrestler or porn star. If you've never heard the game before, it is a game that has been stolen by other shows around the country. It has been stolen by television shows. 
find out what all the fuss is about, pro wrestler or porn star, and if you would like to participate, 877-99 on Fox is the number to do so. 877-996-6369. Pro wrestler or porn star coming up in about uh, five, six minutes from now here on Fox Sports Radio. Hey, by the way, let me just say this. Did anybody happen to catch the Nick Foles, what was ruled a touchdown in the Eagles game, where he handed the ball off, it was fumbled, and then it it ended up bouncing towards Nick Foles, and he dove for the end zone. Did you have any, Kevin Figures, our national update anchor here at Fox Sports Radio? Did you happen to see that play? I did. Okay, so he dives for the end zone, and immediately when they call it a touchdown, the first thing that I'm thinking in the back this is, goes back to the NFL and how they've conditioned us to now we have to think about the league differently and how they look at things differently. Because mm-hmm. the first thing I was thinking about is like, oh god, how long is this going to take? Right, you knew like, they're going to yeah. review it, but you knew it was going to be reviewable, and then you watch the replay and you go. It's not even close, right. man. Like, like that. That's not like that is not. And I get it if things happen in a blur, but there's nobody around him, and that's not close to being a touchdown. So I made, and I didn't go on social media with this, but I did make a pact, and 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 I and I made a silent agreement. And my agreement, well, can you guess what I what I was willing to do if they ruled that a touchdown? Hmm. Let's take a guess. Boycott the NFL for the rest of your life. Close. If they would have ruled that a touchdown, can we get a drum roll, please? We have a live studio band uh, here in uh, in the Fox Sports Radio studios. If they would have ruled that Nick Foles play a touchdown, I was willing to get a sex change. Yeah. yeah. Wow. True story. Was willing to do it. Oh, oh. That that is that is my dedication to this, and I would do it on the air. Oh, you had the procedure done uh, on the on air. On the air. Wow. I mean, come on, if we're doing That'd that, we've got to get some ratings, you know? Ah! I would have done But again, they ruled that he was down short of the goal line, so it kind of ruined a, a radio bit, and I can know, I, I guess I have to stay a guy. So that is... How unfortunate. Yeah, not... <laughs> listen, not everything comes up roses, you know what yeah. I mean? Like, uh, yes. they're, they're not all winners. All right. Um... But yeah, pro wrestler or porn star is coming up, 877-996-6369 here on Fox Sports Radio. So... We, I, I was funny because I was talking about how teams get motivated by certain things. I was on with Rob Parker um, uh, filling in earlier on Fox Sports Radio on Saturday, and it was right after the Eagles and Falcons game went final. And so Rodney McLeod of the Philadelphia Eagles jumped on with us on Fox Sports Radio, and they were obviously happy and really celebrating. And I wanted to know what they thought about the idea of them being underdogs and how and how it landed with them because like it's weird how certain teams and players get motivated by things like like we get motivated like like we we don't really think of ourselves as needing to get into shape until somebody we that we haven't seen in a long time says hey you look big and all of a sudden it just completely like now your your mind is completely screwed because now all you're thinking about is oh my god if i gain that much weight you know, like, do I look that bad? Like, well, like, what are you implying? And so it's weird how certain things land for certain people. And so Rodney McLeod, I asked him, when did you guys first catch win that you were underdogs at home as the number one seed in the NFC? Here was Rodney McLeod from Saturday on Fox Sports Radio. I heard about it. Uh, I did an interview actually Sunday night after um, the last game, and uh, I told them, you know, straight up that, uh, well, we're here to make history. Um, you know, 
you have predictions, but only thing that matters is, is Saturday, and that's facts. And the facts of this game is we won. And so um, we had things around the whole building all week. Um, it's hard not to notice it, uh, whether you turn on the TV or, you know, uh, social media, um, seeing everything that people are saying. But um, we didn't allow that to distract us, man. We stayed focused and uh, came out today, um, obviously, with a chip on our shoulder and just went out there and played Eagles ball like we've been doing all year. So what did you guys have up around the building? Was there Did somebody uh, cut out newspaper clippings, or is that too old school? It was, did... a, big, like, it was a big board of, like, a uh, couple articles of, um, <laughs> you know, predictions and <laughs> things that go. they were saying about us. And it literally was everywhere around the building, like bathrooms, bathroom stalls, training rooms. <laughs> and over the right. urinal. Yeah, you got to do it in front of the urinal, well, too. Now, well, now you could use that as the, in the bathroom, that paper. Uh, you know, I mean... <laughs> But, yeah, but so what, it was hard to miss this week, man. It was definitely a point of emphasis. So when NFL players and coaches tell you, yeah, we don't pay attention to the media. <laughs> yeah, we, we don't hear the outside noise. Not only do they hear the outside noise, they make sure that they're reminded of the outside noise every time somebody on that team goes to take a dump. They've got to look at what the odds are for the game. Like, just think about it. Like, that's how weird some of the, the, the motivational factors are for these teams. Like, you're going in there to take a leak, and you're just kind of doing your business, and, and you look straight ahead over the urinal, and it's a quote that says, Falcons minus four. Falcons minus four at Philadelphia. Just, like, think about this stage of the game, like how that needs to be said in order to get you motivated. Jonas Knox here, Fox Sports Radio, uh, coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. So we play a little something on this show called Pro Wrestler or Porn Star. All right, It has been called the greatest game show in the history of sports talk radio. No joke. Now, that was called by somebody on the show, but but never mind that. It, it's, it's a fantastic game. If you've never heard it before, do not go anywhere. And if you want to be a part of it, 877-996-6369 is the phone number. 877-996-6369. Pro wrestler or porn star is next here on Fox Sports Radio. But for all the latest from around the world of sports, Kevin Figures. I believe a former porn star was a big fan of Rob Gronkowski's back in the day. Actually yeah. wore his jersey in a photo. He had True. A, he had a big game on Saturday night, as a matter of fact. Six catches, 81 yards, and a touchdown. Six consecutive playoff games he's played in where he's had a touchdown reception, helping the Patriots dominate. Dominate the Titans 35 to 14. Tom Brady 337 yards and three touchdowns through the air. The Patriots defense getting it done. They sacked Marcus Mariota eight times. That is good for a team record. Derrick Henry, who tore through Kansas City last week, held to just 12 carries for 28 yards. AFC Championship game will take place next Sunday at New England at around 3.05 Eastern time. Earlier on Saturday, the Eagles beat the Falcons 15-10. to Julio Jones failing to make the game-winning, potential game-winning touchdown catch on fourth and goal late in the game. He did have nine catches for 101 yards in the game. Nick Foles had, was 23 of 30 for 246 yards for the Eagles. Atlanta now 0-7, by the way, in games all season long where they scored fewer than 20 points. Jake Elliott kicked three field goals for Philadelphia, while Garrett Blunt had a touchdown run for the Eagles, who won their first playoff game in 10 years. Online car shopping can be confusing, not anymore, with True Price from True Car. 
Now you can know the exact price you'll pay for your next car, so visit TrueCar to enjoy a more confident car buying experience. In the NBA on Saturday, the Golden State Warriors defeated the Raptors 127-125. to Steph Curry scoring 25 points in his first game back after missing the previous two with an ankle injury. Golden State nearly blew a 27-point lead, but they did hold on to notch their 12th straight road victory. The loss, just Toronto's third home loss of the season. DeMar DeRozan scoring 42 points in the L. Wizards get a 119-113 overtime victory over the Nets as John Wall scored 23 points and had 16 assists. Russell Westbrook with 25 points, 10 boards, and 7 dimes as the Thunder beat the Hornets 101-91. to And the San Antonio Spurs pick up their 14th straight home victory with a 112-80 to win over Denver. Kawhi Leonard with 19 points and 8 rebounds in his first game back after missing the last three with a shoulder injury in college basketball. Top-ranked Villanova beat St. John 78-71. to Eighth-ranked Texas Tech with an upset of second-ranked West Virginia 72-71. to Michigan beating fourth-ranked Michigan State 82-72. to Wins for Purdue, Kansas, and number nine Oklahoma in overtime, no less, over TCU. MLB news, Houston Astros have acquired Pirates all-star starting pitcher Garrett Cole for four players, and the Mets have reportedly agreed to terms with former Dodger first base Adrian Gonzalez. Jonas? Thanks, Kev. Jonas Knox here, Fox Sports Radio. Pro wrestler or porn star coming up here in just a minute here on FSR. 877-996-6369. 877-996-6369. If you want to be a part of the greatest game show in the history of Sports Talk Radio. No joke. That is not an exaggeration. The number one rated game show in the history of Sports Talk Radio is pro wrestler or porn star coming up here in just a minute. I do want to let you know we are coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios where it's easy to save 15% or more on car insurance with Geico. Go to geico.com or call 800-947-AUTO. The only hard part, figuring out which way is easier. And with that, it's time for this. Is it a pro wrestler? Or a porn star? Genitalia. I love that. You have an affection for Big Mac. Time to guess that name. It is that time. Pro wrestler or porn star here on Fox Sports Radio. Every single week at this time, we play this damn game, and it is time to play it yet again. Uh, This is where we have got a list of names. We're going to go from one contestant to another, and we're going to find out who knows their pro wrestling and who knows their porn. Let's first get it started here uh, as we look around the country uh, here on Fox Sports Radio. And, and we get, and listen, this game is a global phenomenon. We have had people participate in all parts of the world. We've had people call in from different places around the world. We've had people call in from different places around the country. Everybody wants to be a part of this game. Right, everybody wants in on pro wrestler or porn stars. So let's go ahead and let's get it started here. Let's go to uh, Sal, who is in Virginia, listening on Fox Sports Radio. Sal, what's happening? What's going on, Jonas? Uh, you tell me, man. What's the word? Nothing. I'm, uh, I'm working. I listen to you uh, every Saturday. Nice. Let me try. To, let me let me get in on this game this week. Oh yeah, listen, Sal, you're already in, man. You are already in. You you are you are locked and loaded. You are contestant number one. Now, Sal, let me ask you, where do you work, man? I'm a truck driver. Oh, okay. Uh, now, how long? So, how long do you do you drive for? Like, how long's your shift? You go like twelve hours or something? It's about ten hours. Okay. Now, like, are you gonna you gonna let us hear that horn or what? 
Solid. Yeah, that's a, that's a solid horn. That's uh, that's one of those old uh, old old throwback horns. That sounds like it's got a little bit of a sort of a late '80s feel to it. I like it though. Very vintage. Thank you. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a horn connoisseur. Okay. That's a lie. I made that entire thing up. I have no idea what horn that is, but we'll go with it. Uh, we're not going to ask you what you're hauling because we don't want people uh, trying to follow you and then things get weird. All right. So we've got Sal. We've got Sal in Virginia uh, ready to participate in pro wrestler or porn star. And we've also got Michael in West Virginia. How about that? So we got an all we got a Virginia and West Virginia ready to play pro wrestler or porn star. Michael, what's happening? Hey, you doing, Jonas? Good. Uh, what's what's the word, man? Uh, nothing. Just got to work. Getting ready to start my day. Nice. Where do you work, man? I work at a no kill animal shelter. Oh, okay, so a little animal shelter. Now that's uh that's got to be a depressing gig, right? Uh, no, it's no kill, so we're good. Oh, okay, so so you don't have to worry. Good. I was going to say, man, by the way, one of the worst ideas ever is going to an animal shelter with your girlfriend. Okay? Uh, like, yes. That is a terrible, because there's you don't have a shot at walking out of there without something. You know what I mean? Like because are going to be double-fisted. Oh, it's terrible, man. And you feel guilty when you walk by. Like, oh, it, it's just, it's an awful place to go. You know, it, it's just it's 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 like taking uh, you know taking somebody who's got an issue with alcohol to a liquor store. You know, it's just it's not fair. It's not fair to anybody involved. But uh, but nonetheless, uh, we are ready to play pro wrestler porn star. We got Sal in Virginia, Michael in West Virginia. Everybody's working and everybody's fired up. All right, here's how the game works. I've got a list of names here. It's either the name of a pro wrestler or it's the name of a porn star. I'm going to start with Sal, then I'm going to go over to Michael. If you guys are tied at the end of this list, we're going to sudden death overtime. Easy enough. Sounds good. Sir. All right, so here we go. Let's start with Sal in Virginia here on Pro Wrestler or Porn Star. Sal, the first name up for you is. Sweet P. Hollywood, pro wrestler or porn star? Uh, I'm going to go with pro wrestler. Oof, that is incorrect. Oh, yeah, that is incorrect. Sweet P. Hollywood is a porn star. Very uh, very unique name, but aren't they all here on pro wrestler or porn star? We go over to Michael in West Virginia. Michael, the name for you is Lee Bang, pro wrestler or porn star? (laughs) Let's go with... Let's go porn star. That is correct. Yeah, that is correct. How about that? So, uh, Michael from the No Kill Shelter in, in uh, West Virginia has just admitted on national radio he watches porn. We go back over to Sal in Virginia. Sal, looking to tie things up here on Pro Wrestler or Porn Star. The name for you is Mercedes Banks, Pro Wrestler or Porn Star. Wow. Um. Uh... I'm going to say porn star. That is correct. Yeah, you worked that out in your head. Uh, Iowa Sam would like to chime in. I have no idea why. What do you want, Sam? Mercedes Banks is okay, but it should be Mercedes Benz over. Come on. <laughs> hey, see, I got to laugh out of him. Come on. Let's go. You, man. Hey, Sal, you're a truck driver, right? Yes, I am. Like you know what's you know the, what Sam just did. You know what the equivalent is. It'd be like if you were driving around with somebody in the seat next to you, and they just yanked your wheel off the road. That's what Sam just did to this segment. Like that's what I'm like. I'm trying to drive a truck like you, and Sam just yanked the wheel off the road. Now we're careening into a ditch, and I've got to figure out how we're going to save the segment now. 
That is unbelievable what he just did. I would like to apologize uh, for everybody out there that had to suffer through that awful joke. All right, so Michael in West Virginia, you're ready to go. Are you good for this? Yes, sir. All right, so here we go. Next up for Michael in West Virginia here on Pro Wrestler or Porn Star. Vivacious Vito, Pro Wrestler or Porn Star. So Pro Wrestler. That is correct. Yeah, that is correct. A little bit, uh, a little bit eccentric to be a uh, a porn name, uh, I, I would say. But yeah, Vivacious Vito is a pro wrestler. Back over to Sal in Virginia, we go. Sal, the name I just gave Michael was Vivacious Vito. The name I've got for you is Big Vito, pro wrestler or porn star. I'm gonna go pro wrestler. That is correct. We are all tied up. Woo! Over to Michael in West Virginia, looking to break the tie here on Pro Wrestler or Porn Star here on Fox Sports Radio. Michael, the name for you is Miami Spice, Pro Wrestler or Porn Star. Let's go Porn Star. That is correct, yeah. Yeah, there is, uh... <laughs> that is, uh... That is correct. Uh, you know, oh, Yeah, I am too. I can't even stand up right now. Sal in Virginia uh, is next up here on Pro Wrestler or Porn Star. Sal, the name for you is NASDAQ, Pro Wrestler or Porn Star. Uh, you said NASDAQ? Yeah, NASDAQ. Uh, Let's go pro That is correct. Well done. Yeah, that was a tough one. Yeah, that is a, that was a tough one, but well done. So back over. This is a good game. Back over to Michael in West Virginia we go. Michael, the next name up for you here on Pro Wrestler or Porn Star is Aaron Agony. Pro Wrestler or Porn Star. Let's go wrestler. That is correct. Michael on fire here on Pro Wrestler or Porn Star. So here's the situation, Sal. You need to get this next one correct in order to stay alive in the game, right? Because if you miss this, it's over and Michael wins, all right? Let's do it. All right, so no pressure. Here we go. Sal in Virginia looking to stay alive in the game here on Pro Wrestler or Porn Star. Sal, the name for you is Schmuck Dudley, Pro Wrestler or Porn Star. Oh, my God. Uh... (laughs) Let's go pro wrestler. That is correct. Locked and loaded. Sal in Virginia. So now it comes down to Michael in West Virginia. And Michael, if you get this correct, the game is over. If you miss it, we go to sudden death overtime. Right? Got it. All right, so here we go. Michael in West Virginia looking to seal the deal here on Pro Wrestler or Porn Star. The Battle of Virginias. Will it be West or will it be Normal? Michael, in West Virginia we go to pro wrestler or porn star to win the game. Michael, the name for you here is Scar, pro wrestler or porn star. Um, Let's go with porn star. That is correct. That is correct. Michael has done it five for five here on Pro Wrestler Porn Star, the Battle of the Virginias. Michael, you've done it. West Virginia reigns supreme. Scar, a porn star. Well done, Michael in uh, West Virginia. See, all those hours you've spent watching porn has paid off here on national radio.
Yes, sir, it sure did. There it is, baby. Uh, so Michael in uh, West Virginia yeah. is your champion here on Pro Wrestler and Porn Star. I can feel it all the way down in my plums. Uh, Kevin Figures. Uh, thoughts on a couple of names here quickly. Yes. All right. First things first. Miami Spice. I like it. Is, I, uh, now, is it is it possible to say that and sound non-feminine when you when you say the name Miami Spice? Yeah. Like no, it is not. Yeah, there is not. No. And uh, Aaron Agony, I'm really, really happy that that's not a porn name. I thought that exact same thing when I heard <laughs> yeah, the answers. Like, I really hope this isn't like, a porn star. Like, uh, that's tough. Make sure I do not see any of those videos. I that could is, have seen. Uh, I could have seen how Nasdaq could have been a porn name, though. You yeah, know, a way to you to incorporate the stock market and certain things rising. And uh, yeah, there's dropping. a but the difference is there's a Q at the end of it. Uh, if it was like a CK, then yeah. then we got a whole other conversation. No doubt, you know what I mean. But like that's where the spelling comes in. But uh, but yeah, nonetheless, a good game. That was pretty good. Uh, I, and I learned that there was another Dudley brother. Yeah, I had no Schmuck idea. Dudley. I had no idea. I thought either. I knew all the dudes. Yeah, there you, you go. Can you believe it? They just keep coming. Out. It's like like tissues. They just keep coming. Yeah, it's like the Wu Tang Clan. There's like um, eight hundred of them. <laughs> so uh, Jonas Stocks here, Fox Sports Radio, coming to you live from the Geico Fox. Sports Radio Studios. Uh, up next, uh, there is something you were being told about an issue in the NFL. I believe it to be not accurate. I'll tell you what that is next year on FSR. Uh, Jonas Knox, Fox Sports Radio. God, this song sucks. Oh, God. And you know there's people uh, driving around right now going, yeah, man. What is this band? Saliva? I'd be one of them. Oh, it's a great is this, riff. Is this Saliva? Yes band stinks. By the way, if you're listening to the podcast, this band Saliva is playing right now, they stink. Consider yourself fortunate we don't have the rights to play the song. You know, I played some Saliva uh, yesterday for you and you did not notice. I, it man. slipped right by you. Uh, well, Woo-hoo, imagine yeah, that. I'm focused on the show. Why don't, you, uh, why don't you focus on the show? And put the booze down. Who's told you you could drink out of the flask? Wait till we go off the air. Actually, give me some of that. All right. Jonas Knox here, Fox Sports Radio, coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. Uh, so there's been a lot of criticism of the uh, officiating in the playoffs, and I'll acknowledge it's been pretty bad. Okay, like it is the officiating in the playoffs has not been all that great, right? It has not been all that great. And there were some moments, obviously, in the Patriots Titans game, moments in the uh, Falcons Eagles. Like you could go through every game and you could you could call out the officials, and so. My whole idea on how to alleviate just sort of the issue of reviews is make everything reviewable, but only give coaches five opportunities to review things during a game. So you give them like five challenge flags, and they get to determine what they want to review, and that includes penalties called on them, uh, you know, penalties, uh, you know, I mean, whatever they want to review, touchdowns, whatever, they can review it themselves. Okay, you give them five of those. And then if they run out of those and or they lose all that or what they get penalized, I mean, you know, you can you can just determine sort of how and, and you work through it and you kind of figure it out. But that's just the basis of it all. Here's the other thing. Like with all the camera angles we have now, like the ability to see things at so many different views, like I don't buy the whole, well, officials should do a better job. Like officials haven't gotten worse. We just have more access now. You know, like, I'm a firm believer that celebrities aren't raunchier now or aren't uh, more rebellious now. We just now have access to a bunch of information that we never had before. Athletes aren't sleeping with more women now. We just have access to information 
and are finally getting a peek inside the what it's really like on the outside. You know, like it's like nobody people aren't sending more nudes now than they were before. We like there's just now people hacking into more phones. You know what I mean? Like NFL like there's just more camera angles. That was a weird way to end the hour. So something that may come as a surprise to many of you actually really wasn't that much of a surprise. We'll explain what that is coming up here in just a couple of minutes. Jonas Knox here, Fox Sports Radio. You can listen to the show on the iHeartRadio app. You can always find us on Sirius XM Channel 83 and on all of our great Fox Sports Radio affiliates. No matter where you are listening to the program right now, we appreciate you doing so. Always having some fun here from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios where 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. On car insurance, visit Geico.com for a free rate quote. So the uh, NFL playoffs are going to be gone before we know it, and we're going to be stuck with college basketball. So you've got to really soak up the sun here. you got to really soak up the sun. Isn't that the name of like a really bad Sheryl Crow song? I just remember those lyrics for some reason. I don't know why that popped into my head. Uh, that song stinks. Whatever it is, that song stinks. Do, please do not play that at all on this show. I know I'm setting myself up for, for failure here. Do not play that. Uh, but I will say this. So going into the divisional round of the playoffs, I was saying that you really got to take it all in because this is the best weekend in the NFL because the, this is the cream of the crop. Like This is the best of the best in the NFL. Now, and, and I was sort of doing, like, if you were to do an exercise and you were to say, to, now that Tennessee's been eliminated and now that the Atlanta Falcons have been eliminated, of the six teams still remaining, if you closed your eyes and you woke up in the middle of February and somebody told you that one of the six teams still remaining won the Super Bowl, there might be a mild surprise. You would hear Jacksonville and say, wait, Blake Bortles won a Super Bowl? But if you actually sat and thought about it, it's a believable idea. Like, like you could see any of the six teams remaining, whether it be Philadelphia with that defense, especially the way they played, whether it be the New England Patriots, obviously, the Steelers, the Jacksonville Jaguars, the New Orleans Saints, the Minnesota Vikings, like you could see any of those teams realistically possibly winning a Super Bowl. Like you, you could you could talk yours it's not that far fetched. You know, it's not like the Browns. You know, it, it's not like this crazy uh, asinine idea of of a team winning a Super Bowl. Like you could really talk yourself into the idea of one of those teams being good enough to w- take on the Lombardi trophy. But like the thing that I noticed, just going, and, and you're going to see this play out, and it's weird that it does play out at this level. I, I just, I'm, I'm fascinated by it. And I was making this point earlier that, like, when you go to get a tattoo, like for certain people, when they get a tattoo done, it hurts on certain parts of their body, and then for other people, it doesn't hurt on their, on, on a, on a different part of the body. Like, uh, it's like taste buds. It's like certain things land for certain people differently. And what I find so weird about professional athletes, and it's and it's 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 just an interesting sort of situation they put themselves in mentally. Like these are millionaires who have success and fame. They're the best in the world at what they do. They're uh, on the doorstep of some of the great feats in all of sports. Like they, they are in a position of power 
Like they do things and they're in the one percentile. Like they've got all, like that is where they're at professionally on their job. Like they're the best on the planet. Like think about whatever it is you do for work. You could be a bartender, construction worker. You could drive Uber. You could be a truck truck driver, whatever the case may be. You could be delivering papers right now somewhere listening to the show. Imagine you're the best in the world at what you do. And somebody telling you that you and your coworkers don't get along as well as you used to, that really motivated you. Like, that's the New England Patriots. Like, that's weird. Like, that's just weird to me. Like, at this stage, why would an ESPN.com article or something like that motivate the New England Patriots or motivate Bill Belichick or motivate Tom Brady? Like, they've established themselves. Brady has got fame, fortune. He's got a family. He's the greatest of all time. If he never plays another snap in the NFL, he's the greatest to ever do it at his position. And for some reason, those little things still motivate him. Like, and that's, I, I, I don't know that I could think that way. I mean, I'm competitive. I, I, you know, I, I feel like I work really hard and I want to be really good at my job. And, and I, and I'm, I, I do different things and I do extra work and I do, like, I feel like, like the, the work aspect of it, the work ethic aspect of it, I put in the time and there's no doubt in my mind that I do that. But I don't know if mentally I'm at the place that Brady is. Or I'm at the place that the Philadelphia Eagles are to where, because they were picked as underdogs, they're now uh, putting up uh, material in the bathroom stalls in Philadelphia. They're putting up stuff over the urinals to remind the team. Like we, we Rob Parker and I were talking with, with uh, a member of the Philadelphia Eagles on Saturday, like after the game was over. Rodney McLeod, we had him on the show, and I asked the guy, hey, when did you guys first catch wind that you were all of a sudden underdogs as the number one seed in the NFC? I heard about it. Uh, I did an interview actually Sunday night after um, the last game, and uh, I told them, you know, straight up that, uh, well, we're here to make history. Um, you know, you have predictions, but only thing that matters is, is Saturday, and that's facts. And the fact of this game is we won. And so um, we had things around the whole building all week, um, it's hard not to notice it, uh, whether you turn on the TV or, you know, uh, social media, um, seeing everything that people are saying. But um, we didn't allow that to distract us, man. We stayed focused and uh, came out today, um, obviously, with a chip on our shoulder and just went out there and played Eagles ball like we've been doing all year. So what did you guys have up around the building? Was there Did somebody uh, cut out newspaper clippings, or is that too old school? It was, did... a, big, like, it was a big board of, like, a uh, couple articles of um, – <laughs> You know, predictions and <laughs> things that go. they were saying about us. And it literally was everywhere around the building, like bathrooms, bathroom stalls, training rooms. <laughs> and over the right. urinal. Yeah, you got to do it in front of the urinal, well, too. Now, well, now you could use that as the, in the bathroom, that paper. Uh, you know, I mean. But, yeah, but so what, it was hard to miss this week, man. It was definitely a point of emphasis. Like, just think about that. Imagine you're a multimillionaire, okay? You're the best in your profession. Like, like you are the elite, best in your profession. You are a couple of weeks away from the pinnacle of your profession, okay? The, the greatest achievement as, as a team in your profession. And above the toilet seat covers in the stall is the betting line to remind you 
that you are the underdog this week uh, as you get ready to play a football game. Like, that's, like, does nobody else find that weird? Like, nobody else finds, <laughs> finds that bizarre? Like, it just, it's, it's weird, like, the, like, what these guys use as motivation. And so I thought that played out all the way through on Saturday. I thought New England came out and played really well. I think they were motivated by that ESPN.com article, which is what I thought was going to happen. And I, and I really loved Philadelphia in that imi- environment. I talked with Anthony Gargano, Fox Sports Radio host, Philadelphia legend. I talked to him after we went off the air uh, uh, on yesterday's show. And Gargano told me, I said to him, what was the week like for Philadelphia Eagle fans? Like, what was it like taking calls there in Philadelphia? He said, it's like Game of Thrones. So these people are nuts. Like, it, they've got that small man syndrome to where they think everybody's out to get him. So when I saw where the game was positioned, I love Philadelphia in that standpoint to win the game because I just thought that there was enough anger in that environment and enough anger on that team because of the position they were put in by by the national and the national perspective that I thought they would come out and play really well. Now, I thought offensively they would be better. They were not. And the game went down to the wire, and it basically went down to the wire, and it was a sprint right option in which Matt Ryan rolled out, tried to find Julio Jones in the end zone, uh, incomplete. Afterwards, the story was, in Philadelphia, the players knew what the play was going to be. So now fingers are being pointed at Steve Sarkeesian, the offensive coordinator there in Atlanta. So, David Anderson, former NFL wide receiver, BFF of the show, appeared on our show earlier uh, in Hour 1 of the program, and I asked David Anderson if he, as an offensive player, a guy who played in the NFL for a long time, if he ever took the field and ever had a play called out by the defense that totally blew up in their face? The worst one of my entire career was my rookie year. The week before, I had a great block against Dwight Freeney against the Indianapolis Colts where he didn't see it coming, and I blasted him down the line of scrimmage, got him completely out of the way, and we ran for like 19 yards. David Anderson, tiny little receiver, blasting Dwight Freeney, right? A little ball of hate. Next week, we're playing the Oakland Raiders. We line up, we, we, we get into the formation a different way. We motion to it. But as soon as I stop, I don't know if it was, it wasn't Richard Seymour, but it was one of those, those gigantic bastards that they had on their defense. I'm just huge dude. Was it Tommy Kelly? He playing DN. Tommy he Kelly? He's not gonna, yeah, I think mean, it was Kelly. He decides he's not playing DN anymore. He's going to line up on the slot. <laughs> and he lines up right ahead of me, and he starts so what teams call it different things, but it's basically called the truck series. Um, and he yells, starts yelling out, truck, 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 which is the exact play. <laughs> and I'm supposed to crack it, crack down on him when he's not watching. But now he's standing directly oh. over me, and he's yelling out the play. And I'm like, we need to we need to change this play. And David Carr looks at me, and he just, just goes through his cadence. I'm like, this is going to be a disaster. <laughs> and Andre Johnson starts laughing. He's supposed to, Andre's supposed to loop behind me and go block the corner, but Andre's laughing so hard. They, they say, hike, Kelly grabs me and throws me into the backfield. I, I land on my back. Dwight, uh, Ron Bain has to jump over me, and, and uh, the whole time Andre Johnson is laughing, running around, just getting out of the way. So, yeah, I've had many. <laughs> That's, That's funny. That one of many times when uh, the play gets called out. The only time during a run play. It's pretty disheartening on a pass play. I can only imagine on a pass play that can win the game on fourth down, the defense is basically calling out sprint right, sprint right. You're you're as frustrated as you get as an offense. Uh, that was David Anderson, former NFL wide receiver, uh, with us here earlier on the program, talking about 
just when a defense calls out the play. And that's what happened in Atlanta at the end of that, or in Philadelphia at the end of that game for Atlanta, because the Falcons had a sprint right option, which is a an, an old school West Coast offense play. It was actually the play that uh, Joe Montana used to throw the touchdown to Dwight Clark. And so it, the play's been around forever. But the fact that members of the defense were calling the play out before it happened, you imagine what an empty feeling that must be. Like, if you imagine that, like, if you're a magician, you imagine being a magician and, uh, you know, you're, you're working uh, some crummy restaurant or something. And you go there, you, you think you got all your tricks. And so you do this little razzle dazzle with like a, a silver dollar and you do all this stuff. And, and it's like uh, you know, you're trying to impress these women. And a lot of these mag- magicians are like, and if you are a magician, listen, I'm not here to, to point fingers. Let me just tell you something, though. You guys come off as creepy. Right, it's a little weird. Like I don't need anybody touching my ear and pulling out a bowling pin. I don't need that. Right, I'm trying to have a drink at a bar. I'm trying to social, be social, and enjoy myself. And next thing you know, some guy with a rubber nose and a bow tie comes over, flicks his hands around, and a pigeon flies out. I don't need that. Okay, we're in public. Be an adult. All right, get off the unicycle and put away the rubber nose. You imagine you're a magician, though. You do this whole song and dance, and you go. What card am I holding? And somebody goes, the four of clubs. Like, and they turn it around on you. Like that, That's got to be an empty feeling. And so if you're Matt Ryan and you're the Falcons, you think you've got the perfect magic trick. And all of a sudden, as you get to the line, like 75% of the Eagle defense is like, sprint right option. It's like, oh, man, this is screwed. Season over. We're going home. So, of course, Steve Sarkeesian's going to get the blame for it, but that's the way the NFL goes. But... Either way, I just thought the motivational factor and how those games finished up, they're pretty entertaining. Tennessee stinks. Uh, what happens with Mike Malarkey from here, I have no idea. But Tennessee's just not, not all that good. I mean, they, were, they were exposed for being uh, the weakest of the final eight teams in the NFL. Uh, Jonas Knox here, Fox Sports Radio, 877-99 on Fox. The phone number, 877-996-6369. You can also get me on Twitter at the Jonas Knox as we come to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. Great news, there's a quick way you could save money. Switch to Geico, go to geico.com, and in 15 minutes, you could save 15% or more on car insurance. Up next, we are going to pay tribute to, listen, and this probably isn't a very nice thing to do, okay, for an NFL fan base, but it's really, really good audio. It's, it's really a fun listen, and we will pay tribute to somebody and piss off an entire NFL fan base next year on Fox Sports Radio. Progressive's new Home Quote Explorer makes it easier to protect what you love. Just go online, compare quotes, and choose what's right for you. Progressive.com is your home for all things home insurance. Come on, man. Song sucks. How many times do you think I I say this song sucks in during one show? I go over under four and a half. What are you taking the over? I'll take the under on that, but right at four. By the way, speaking of Jonas Knox here, Fox Sports Radio, coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. We are going to piss off an entire fan base. It's a, it, and I know it's a fan base that is listening right now. It's an NFL fan base. But for every other fan out there, this is going to be really enjoyable. Trust me. So we're going to get to that here uh, coming up in just a couple of minutes. Speaking of songs, because uh, if you're listening to the podcast, he just played uh, Sam just played Soak Up the Sun by Sheryl Crow. A brutal song. 
absolutely brutal. Speak for yourself. No, I can say that because I was in a band that was brutal, and I know brutal when I hear brutal. That song is brutal. And just an awful listen. You know what I will give credit to? You know what I noticed, Sam, during the uh, NFL playoff game? What's that? On Saturday? Applebee's did a commercial, and they played one of my favorite songs during the commercial. Really? The Celine Dion... do you love me like that or whatever it is? Oh, when uh, when she's so, holding like the ribs it's, it's, or something. Yeah, it's all yeah. coming back to me now. Oh, oh yeah. my, that uh-huh. Celine Dion song is so good. Could you find that at one point during the show? Could you please find that and play it at some point during the show? <laughs> I'll do my best. Oh, it's so good. Wait, wait, what's what is it called again? Um, um oh no no yeah if you if you love me like that or yeah I know this I know like uh, what yeah about. like uh, I I don't know the name. Oh, of it's the, all coming the, back to me now. Is yeah, that the one? Um, from the commercial though. Or is that... Um, I have no idea. Mike Mayer, we need your uh, yeah, insight all, here. Yeah, it's all coming back to me now. That's, That's the, the name song of the song. from the commercial. Yes, from the Applebee's okay, commercial. Okay, all right, all right. And she's again, got a bunch of songs. Yeah, no, she's she's uh, she's really good, but that's I think that's her best song. And it's all coming back to me now, and the woman's eating ribs. And, like, first of all, say whatever you want about Applebee's. I mean, I spent Thanksgiving at an Applebee's, one of the most depressing moments of my life. Actually, like, one of the most depressing moments of my life. And uh, I spent a Thanksgiving at Applebee's, but if it, they would have played, and if I would have seen a woman close her eyes and eat ribs to Celine Dion, uh, like that would have completely done a 180 on my Thanksgiving experience. Like you don't know low until you're in North Charleston, South Carolina, spending Thanksgiving alone at Applebee's with some crummy boneless wings. Well, it, it would have been a lot better if you had that like that riblet deal that they have now, where it's like unlimited riblets and brisket or something yeah. for like twelve ninety nine. You've been real happy. There, there's about nothing that. like a good rib, man. Oh, ribs really are good. Rib or riblet. Ribs are, by the way, uh, but not all, a McRib. Not really into the McRib. By the way, for all you vegans out there, go to hell. How'd that sound? Huh? There's no vegans listening right now. You come up with that song yet, Le Celine Dion, or is this going to take some time? Oh, um, I'll hold on. Okay. Well, we'll, 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 you know, it'll, it'll take a little bit of time. We can come up with it at, at some point. Let, they actually play it as the bumper music coming back to the final break. Okay, we'll do it then, because that way I can get really into it, and I might even disrobe. I might, I might actually take all my clothes off when I hear that song. I'm serious. Time's up, Jonas. All right, uh, Jonas Knox, Fox Sports Radio. This is a sports radio show here. Eight seven seven ninety nine on Fox. You can also get me on Twitter at the Jonas Knox. So the, the I think probably the most interesting game of the entire weekend in the NFL is the last game. And it's the game on Fox. Not a homer move. All right, I'm just pointing out obvious things here. Saints at Vikings, I'm totally in on. Totally fascinated by what's going to happen because I was trying to I was trying to do the math in my head and go, all right, if I am uh, the, the Philadelphia Eagles and I've got Nick Foles and the offense is not what it clearly isn't what it needs to be maybe to, to, to really be a serious threat to win the conference, but I do have a home game. My defense played really well. We're pretty damn motivated. Who would I rather face? Like, and it really is. And you would think to yourself, like, oh, well, you know, I, I oh, it's got to be Minnesota. Like, I'd rather play Minnesota. But, but really, like, like, you, like, you really think so? Because this is where the conversation comes back to. You've got the two old cliches in football. We talked about it a little bit on the show yesterday, where you got the cliche of, well, you need a quarterback to win. Okay. Or, yeah, you know, defense wins championships. All right, well, if that's the case, Minnesota's got the best defense in the NFL. 
Best defense in the NFL. But New Orleans has got a Hall of Fame quarterback who's won a Super Bowl. So if you're Philadelphia, which way do you want? Because if that Atlanta defense made that Philly offense look like that on Saturday, what do you think Minnesota's going to do? Like, Greg Cosell, who works for NFL Films, and I want to give credit because I don't want to steal something like people do uh, when they steal things from my show. Nobody steals anything from my show. That, 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 that's me over, overthinking that uh, my show actually has some worth. Uh, but, but Greg Cosell of NFL Films was on with Colin Cowherd, uh, heard on many of these Fox Sports Radio affiliates this week, and he had a, if you think about this, it's actually a crazy stat. The Minnesota defense has only allowed 51 third-down conversions all season long. Think about that. The Minnesota defense has allowed 51 third-down conversions all season long. That's like three a game. Like, when you're playing the Minnesota defense and you get down to a third and two or a third and four or a third and five, they've only allowed 51 of those converted all year long. That is how good that defense is. We talk a lot about Jacksonville that's how good. That's why they're the best defense in the league. So Minnesota, you look at them, you go top to bottom. They've got the best roster in the NFL, probably, and that's why I'm so interested to watch that game uh, as the capper for the weekend, uh, Saints at Vikings. But it did get me to thinking about something because, and we're not here to poke fun at anybody's misery. That's not what we want to do. But when there's some good audio that's provided. You've got to do what you got to do. And so with it being playoff time, the Minnesota Vikings have struggled in big-time situations. And the man who's been the voice of the Minnesota Vikings through a lot of those is Paul Allen. So for our listeners on the great K-Fan in Minneapolis, the Blowtorch, you're very familiar with all these. But nationally, you may not be familiar with some of the playoff disappointment, I guess you would say, that the Minnesota Vikings have endured. So let's go ahead and listen to some classic Paul Allen calls in the middle of Minnesota heartbreak for the Vikings. The first one, the first one comes with the Vikings. Is is it best to play, you think, uh, these in succession? Mike Mayer, executive producer, should we just fire off all three of these or should we set each one of them up? I think we should set each one okay. of them up. Each one of them has their own story. Right. So the first one, this is Minnesota trying to get into the playoffs years ago, taking on the Arizona Cardinals, and Josh McCown was the quarterback. Uh, here's how it sounded. Vikings radio, Paul Allen on the call. Get back, guys. Here it is. The season's on the line. Two receivers left and right. McCown takes the snap. He steps up. He's all by himself. Fires into the end zone. Caught! Cardinals have knocked the Vikings out of the playoffs. <laughs> all right, so that's just one of them. All right, there's two more of these to go. All right, they, they, this is not to uh, dance on the grave. No, God, uh, please, we're no. not. Look, no. It, 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 listen, no. we are not trying to knock the casket over at the funeral. Okay, we are not trying to be that guy. All right, but we're just simply pointing out some some quality audio. No. All right, the next one, the next one. If you recall this, not too long ago, a couple of years ago, Blair Walsh. The uh, the Blair Miss Project, as I have dubbed him, uh, the Blair Miss Project, uh, courtesy of the Vikings Radio Network, trying to win a wild card playoff game for the Minnesota Vikings against the Seahawks at home. 
Blair Walsh from 27 yards left hash. Snap good, spot down, Walsh's kick is up, and it is no good, he missed it! Are you kidding me? The season can't end like that! He missed it left! And the Seattle Seahawks are off to Charlotte. Blair Walsh missed a 27-yard field goal, and the Minnesota Vikings are going to lose 10-9. Now sometimes you just rather be lucky than good. And for the and for the Seattle Seahawks, they were lucky today. And then my oh, personal God. favorite, my personal favorite, and this is this is appropriate because we've now got Saints Vikings. Let's go all the way back, 2010 NFC title game. Brett Favre, quarterback for the Minnesota Vikings, looking to get the Vikings into the Super Bowl in New Orleans. Here's how it sounded, courtesy of the Vikings Radio Network. Brett Favre goes back to pass. He pumps. Now he fires over the middle. Intercepted. I can't believe what I'm seeing right now. It was intercepted by Tracy Porter. Near side to the 40, and John Sullivan runs him down at the 47-yard line. You've got to be kidding me. I can't believe what I just saw. Looking at that play, he should have just held on to it, Paul. He should have. He could have easily gotten five or six yards if he would have just pulled that thing down and dove forward. But why do you even ponder passing? I mean, you can take a knee and try a 56-yard field goal. This is not Detroit, man. This is the Super Bowl. (laughs) Oh, man. Listen, we're not here to poke fun. All right, we just got to call out some quality audio. And for those of you listening on KFan, the blowtorch in Minneapolis, all right, that is all out of love, right? I think Paul Allen's fantastic, right? And, and for the record, I actually think Minnesota's going to win that game. But man, you guys have had your hearts ripped out. So we again, we don't we don't mean we don't mean to intentionally knock over the casket. We just happened to bump into it and it fell. All right, that's all we were doing. All right. Jonas Knox here, Fox Sports Radio, coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. Coming up next, there are some other things we've got to get to around the world of sports. We will do so next year on FSR, but for all the latest, Kevin Figures. And Jonas, one week before that infamous call in the NFC Championship game between the Saints and Vikings, Brett Favre actually led the Vikings to a a divisional round victory over the Dallas Cowboys. And at that point in time, he became the oldest quarterback to notch a playoff victory not anymore. After Tom Brady led the Patriots yeah. to a 35-14 to victory over the Titans on Saturday night, 35 of 53 for 337 yards and three touchdowns for the 40-year-old, he now becomes the oldest quarterback ever to win a postseason game. The Patriots, with the victory, headed to their seventh consecutive conference championship game. That also an NFL record. In the NFC, the Eagles beat the Falcons 15-10. to as Julio Jones had nine catches for 101 yards but failed to make what would have been the game-winning catch. Atlanta was held to just 281 yards of total offense. Jake Elliott kicked three field goals for the Eagles while LeGarrette Blunt had a touchdown run. The victory, Philadelphia's first in the postseason in a decade. Online car shopping can be confusing, not anymore with True Price from True Car. Now you can know the exact price you'll pay for your next car, so visit True Car to enjoy a more confident car buying experience. In the NBA, the Warriors defeated the Raptors 127-125. to 
Golden State scored 81 points in the first half, nearly blew a 27-point lead, but did hold on for the victory. Steph Curry scored 25 points in his first game back after missing two games with an ankle injury. Kyle Lowry didn't play for Toronto. He was out with a bruised tailbone. DeMar DeRozan dropped 42 points for Toronto, who lost just their third home game of the season. San Antonio won their 14th consecutive home game after a 112-80 victory over the Nuggets. Kawhi Leonard with 19 points and 8 rebounds in his first game back after a shoulder injury. The Wizards beat the Nets in overtime. Thunder with a 101-91 victory over the Hornets. Russell Westbrook snapped a three-game losing streak. Three-game losing streak, excuse me. Westbrook with 25 points, 10 boards, and 7 assists. Wins for the Lakers and Clippers in college basketball. Fifth-ranked Wichita State beat Tulsa. Ninth-ranked Oklahoma with a 102-97 victory over 16th-ranked TCU as Trey Young had 43 points there for the Sooners. Wins as well for top-ranked Villanova and eighth-ranked Texas Tech. Jonas? Thanks, Kev. Jonas Knox here, Fox Sports Radio, coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios, where it's easy to save 15% or more on car insurance with Geico. Go to geico.com or call 800-947-AUTO. The only hard part, figuring out which way is easier. And right now, it's time for this. Jonas, you moron. How could you not get to these stories? You moron. These are the scraps. And for that, we turn it over to our national update anchor, Kevin Figures, to find out what the hell we have missed on the show so far. All right, Jonas. And so something that's been a topic of discussion in the last couple of days has been the Los Angeles Lakers and specifically their head coaching situation and some comments that LeVar Ball made about his uh, son's team and whether or not the locker room has given up and they've quit on Luke Walton and that head coaching change is imminent. Uh, many people were questioning why the Laker front office had not has some uh, some outward support towards Luke Walton. Well, that did change on Saturday morning. Jeannie Buss actually tweeted out a photo with herself and Lakers no. general manager Rob Palenka having dinner, and she wrote in the tweet, quote, on my way to Memphis for Lakers game, dinner with Rob and Luke tomorrow night, barbecue, hashtag in Luke we trust. And a few hours after that, Lakers president of basketball operations, Irvin Magic Johnson, tweeted out, quote, so proud of my Lakers players and Coach Walter for winning their fourth game in a row against the Mavericks. Coach Luke Walton has the Lakers playing some of their best basketball of the season right now. Many people interpreting those as public endorsements of Luke Walton and uh, basically poo-pooing the the speculation from uh, many insiders and specifically of LeBar Ball saying that the locker room was lost. It's amazing. That LeVar Ball <laughs> literally has one of the most successful and prestigious organizations in the palm of his hand. Unreal. And he molds them and makes them do whatever the hell he wants. Like, he is, it is, it is, and he's in Lithuania. Mm-hmm. Like, it is amazing the power LeVar Ball really has. I know nobody wants to hear that, and, and people want to talk about, oh, we're, we're sick of hearing LeVar Ball. But it, when you actually take a step back and go, Hold on a second. Like, LeVar Ball generates this much reaction from not only uh, coaches who have won championships in the NBA, around the league, and that have been in the NBA for years and years and years, but he's also done it to now an entire organization to where they're having to tweet out support. because It's amazing what he has done. It, it really, really is. is. Yeah, I mean, you have uh, exec- yeah, Brian Windhorst who had a report saying, like, well, this validates that the Lakers have no support for him, and I have executives calling, talking about who the next head coach should be. I mean, this is insane. Like, like, you would think the Lakers would not even just dignify any of this sort of response, but they feel they almost have to. It's, and that's why I was saying on the show yesterday, like, this whole, like, everybody's running to defend Luke Walton. Like, they've got to run and defend Luke Walton. 
because he's got because he, he's having to deal with a crazy parent. Mm-hmm. And little do they realize uh, he's the son of Bill Walton, who's basically <laughs> right. the Caucasian Cheech and Chong. The guy <laughs> smokes weed, talks about it during NBA br- or college basketball broadcasts, and takes his shirt off during games. And now people are wondering, God, I don't know if Luke's going to be able to handle this crazy father. Are you out of your mind? Like, like he has pothead, pothead Abe Lincoln as his dad. Like, what do we... I, I just, I don't, like, LeVar Ball has literally manipulated everybody, like, he's got a condo rented in everybody's brains. Yeah, it's amazing. Yeah, I, I can't say that, I, that I'm that i a fan of it, but it is ingenious in what he's doing, for sure, because he has us and everybody else still talking about him. Oh, it's great. As you mentioned, he's in Lithuania. By the way, a Lithuanian update on his other two sons, uh, they both went scoreless uh, in their last game. Aww. Uh, and and their, their pro debuts, by the way, this was not the big baller tournament, this was actually a league game that they played in. Their coach did not want to play them because they're very young, playing against a bunch of uh, grown men. <laughs> so they thought they might be a little intimidated. The line of your beautiful basketball. Thank you, Mr. Lithuanian uh, play-by-play man. Now, some more NBA news. The Sacramento Kings, well, they, they are not good, uh, for lack of a better term. They have the third-worst record in the NBA. They lost again to the Clippers on Saturday afternoon. How bad are things in Sacramento, Jonas? Their official Twitter account stopped paying attention to the game. Midway through the third quarter, their Twitter account actually started tweeting updates of the of the NFC divisional playoff game between the Eagles. Oh God, really? Eagles, yes, and Falcons. Uh-huh. <laughs> this is midway through the third quarter, time stamped. After that missed field goal, the Eagles take a sixty three lead over the Falcons. Another tweet a few minutes later. Now the Falcons have answered back with a touchdown of their own. Atlanta back on top, ten to six. Hashtag ATL versus Philly. Hashtag NFL playoffs. This is from the official Sacramento Kings Twitter account while the Kings are playing a basketball game. Oh, that's great. That's that's outstanding. Yeah, why not? I mean, if nobody nobody really gives a rip about about your basketball team, and you guys, by the way, did they really hang up a s? They hung up a summer league championship banner, right? Most positive they did. I, I did. I think we got heard about that. I yeah. do believe I did hear about. Yeah. That. Um. Wow. So they were just they just said f this. Like, yeah. We stink. So we're just gonna. Oh, I wonder. If, I wonder if whoever's running their social media is gonna get in trouble for that. Like we're talking about a thankless job. <laughs> you would think, right? Like, like they, it's either that or like, yeah, we're down by thirty again for you, the fiftieth straight game. You, you make pennies, and you literally have to tweet out the, the you losing by twenty almost every single game. Right? Like that's 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 what you've got to do, and and the fans <laughs> the fans take it out on you because they just assume that it's the entire team running it when really it's just somebody trying to pay their bills. That's all. He's just, guys just trying to make a living. Gosh. He can only post so many Costa Kufas highlights, of which there are a few. <laughs> <laughs> Unbelievable. Those are the scraps. Uh, well done. Thanks, Kev. Uh, Jonas Knox here, Fox Sports Radio, uh, coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. Um, up next, sometimes you don't realize how you really sound until you take a step back and listen. Oh, boy. Um, yeah, this probably isn't too good. Uh, but it's an NFL story, and it's one of the more popular people in the NFL right now involved. And it has to do with somebody on this show. That's next year on Fox Sports Radio. Oh, God. That's it. I'm taking my clothes off. Screw it. I don't give a crap. Oh, Oh, yeah. Nothing but shoes and socks, baby. So good. This, This is music, man. Oh, Oh, 
Just so good. It's that Applebee's commercial during the playoff game, man. I heard this song. I'm like, oh my God, I forgot how great this song is. Celine Dion. So good, man. The NFL playoffs just do it for you every year, folks. Oh, that's what I sing to Sam. Mm. So good. Oh, Jonas Knox, Fox Sports Radio. If you're wondering why the hell we're playing Celine Dion right now, so during one of the NFL playoff games, they did an Applebee's commercial, and this um, this woman looked like she had been abducted by aliens, and she was in this trance eating these ribs, and this was the song playing, and I thought, man, this song's really good. Like That was one of my notes from watching the NFL playoff games. Like, oh, man, like this song's really good. I forgot how good it was. Man, just a wonderful, wonderful ballad. I don't even think I have that song. I'm going to download it on iTunes, I think. Uh, By the way, speaking of wonderful, after we go off the air here, 10 minutes from now, Andy Furman, Brian No take over here at Fox Sports Radio. So make sure you uh, stick around. Uh, Andy Furman, by the way, actually has serenaded me with that song many times. Uh, But mostly when he's trying to FaceTime me from a place called Rosie's. Uh, so I don't know if uh, that if he can confirm that, but uh, but that is a uh, that is a fact there. Um, all right, so we will have uh, out of context here on Fox Sports Radio uh, from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios coming up here in just a minute. I I, I don't know why everybody's really in love with Tony Romo. I, I I don't really understand it, and I and I'm not the biggest fan. But do you ever listen back to something and go, Yeah, I knew it was pretty harsh, but I had no idea it was that harsh. So this is, I'm going to take you all the way back. So this is last Sunday, all right? I I do a show with Brady Quinn. And so we start talking about Tony Romo. And I knew that I was pretty hard on Tony Romo because I I, I don't really get the hype around him. But I didn't realize that it was this harsh. Uh, This is from last Sunday, uh, Fox Sports Radio, Brady Quinn and myself here on FSR. I guess if we're going to talk over injuries, let's just do what Tony Romo did earlier today when oh, Tyrod God. Taylor gets almost go. decapitated. <laughs> and he just talks go. over his injury like the guy's not laying there motionless on the field. Oh, my man. gosh. Here we go. Yeah. You know what? Can we just get this out of the way as well, too? There's there's a lot to get to here. And and, and the show doesn't really take on it on shape until a couple of segments in. So we're just kind of shooting from the hip here. Tony Romo stinks. He stinks as a broadcaster. You don't have to say a single thing, Brady. That's fine. I will wear this from the Tony Romo ball washers out there who, for some reason, think he's God's gift to broadcasting. He stinks, and he's only getting worse. And stop sucking up to the guy just because you think he's going to get you a free cowboy hat or admission to the Jerry Dome. (laughs) Tickets are 4 bucks. They put boxing events on there all the time. You really went into that stadium, pay $22 for a tour. Stop kissing up to Tony Romo. He stinks as a broadcaster. Yeah, I didn't realize it was that bad. Um, <laughs> like, so maybe he's not. Maybe that was for, sort of an embellishment. Maybe he's not a, as bad, but I'm just not a fan. Uh, I don't know. It just doesn't do it for me. But then again, he's probably not a fan of mine. But, and now that I think about it, he has no idea who the hell I am. I'm a weekend overnight sports talk radio host who listens to Celine Dion as bumper music. <laughs> Uh, but right now, speaking of people and sounding a certain way, we have not done this for a couple of weeks because Sam butchered this idea last week. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time for something we call this. Out of context! It's time to make people in sports sound even worse than they already did this week. Similar to this long sentence that I just read. What? It's out of context. Wake me up! 
Smoke them if you got them. We'll see you on Friday. And we've really got it on the come. It burns right now, and it, and it hurts. It just happened to fall bounced our way. Play ball, eat, sleep. You had to do all the little things perfectly right. He's in there, you know, laying on the table. I, I don't know if it's bad or not, to be honest. I haven't had any pain. Um, that's good. It doesn't just stop here. We're excited to be in this position. And he has touched that man. Pretty nasty. Oh, God. But uh, it's nice being in the bubble. In these conditions, it's just that kind of year here. It's hard to explain. I really um, got got lucky there. You keep looking at you keep grinding, you keep working. Yeah, 69. Oh. do it. I wouldn't want to. I think what I would do is enter the room, and I would bring a large jar of Vaseline. I got your brother's back. I got your mom's back. I got your dad's back. There's not one person, one guy. There's enough to go around. This is genuine love on both sides. He's a playboy. That's who you are. You're a playboy. (laughs) He's a playboy. He was a playboy. I I was a playboy in my day. Oh, well done. That is a Mike Mayer production here on Fox Sports Radio. Uh, That is out of context uh, for this weekend. Uh, According to Adam Schefter, before we go, um, Steelers wide receiver Antonio Brown likely to play coming up later on against the Jaguars, but the calf injury is still an issue. So that is the uh, situation there. Uh, Andy Furman and Brian Noah are coming up next here on Fox Sports Radio. I want to thank Mike Mayer, Kevin Figures, Iowa Sam, uh, everybody who took part in the program, it's been a blast. This was a, a hell of a weekend, and we keep on rolling, baby. A couple more NFL games. It's been fun. This is Fox Sports Radio. Jonas, son of a bitch. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month no matter what kind of entertainment you love addicted to true crime catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on a e crime central crave adventure explore asian action movies on hayah searching for something extreme check out skating snowboarding and more on fuel tv plus the global home of action sports and find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's hit nation playlist there's new free shows and movies to love every week say free this week in your xfinity voice remote the wait is over The shy is back on Paramount Plus, and the stakes have never been higher. Everything changes on the South Side when a new threat comes to power in the Showtime original series from Emmy winner Lena Waithe. Battle lines will be drawn, alliances will shift, and danger lies around every corner, leaving everyone to wonder who they can trust. Visit ParamountPlus.com slash TheShot to get a 50% discount off the Paramount Plus with Showtime annual plan. Offer ends July 14th. Subscription auto-renews. Restrictions apply.